Welcome to episode 38 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. This week, I am joined uh, by Carlos. What's up, everyone? And two wonderful guests. We have uh, Brandon, VTag, back. Heyo. And Steven, or Sapango, on our uh, Discord. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, good. I'm glad uh, we could have you guys on, finally, to uh, talk about Anime Expo, the, you know the monster anime convention in the uh, the United States so it was that's uh, the most apt way of putting it <laughs> yeah yep it was uh, it was cool to, to hear about your guys' experiences and uh, kind of get the rundown of everything yeah for sure I, I appreciate you guys a showing up to AX and hanging out with me and and B agreeing to be on this ridiculous holy crap long uh, podcast and i apologize to our listeners <laughs> <laughs> some people love these long ones but uh yeah so uh go ahead no, no i was just gonna say what do you what did you guys think about being on the podcast b tag i know you've already been on but uh steven how is it yeah it's a new experience, experience. <laughs> uh uh always listening to the podcast is a completely different experience than recording one <laughs> for sure, uh, for sure. absolutely <laughs> Well, uh, without th- further ado, since we do have a doozy of a of a podcast today, we'll go ahead. Yes, and we do. Just get right to it. So, thank you for listening. See you soon. See ya. See ya. feels like everybody has uh has a uh, joan of arc but me because a lot of my friends do and i'm like i have five stars so i can't complain yeah you son of a bitch but i'm still <laughs> going to <laughs> you have uh, multiple five stars i have two yeah that's two more than me <laughs> I, I literally me got my first two yesterday <laughs> you got the exact same ones i did but you got yours in one roll that's yeah, impressive it was the luckiest roll ever <laughs> Congratulations, you've expended all of your luck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm actually playing right now. I probably <laughs> should be paying attention to what we're doing. Um Yeah, no, we're uh we're all into Fate Go for those of you listening out there and and I mean we played it quite a bit or we're playing it quite a bit. I'm not sure. I do you guys find yourselves playing this more than other mobile games right now, or are you still playing your other mobile games more? <laughs> This is the one I'm definitely playing the most. Like I log into mm. Fire Emblem Heroes to get my daily login and maybe think about rolling for a five star in that, but I don't think I've actually played that game in over a month. Wow. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh yeah, I don't play that anymore really. And then Sif, I usually just log in and get my free shitty normal whatever <laughs> yeah. and then log off and whatever login bonus i get <laughs> yeah i think for me definitely yeah. like i realized that i've kept fake go going pretty much constantly and missed a daily on sif so <laughs> that's, that pretty much oh. says everything 
Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, when we met up, you were pretty much telling me that you still played Sif pretty religiously. Oh, so boy. Fake, yeah. Faco's taking it, huh? <laughs> it's taking it for the moment. Well, for those of you, uh, well, I'm, I'm, in the introduction, you will, you would have heard their names. But uh, today we have a uh, guest on the podcast, uh, B-Tag, who's been here before. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And uh, Spango from our Discord. Um, can I say your at least your first name? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, his name is actually Stephen King, <laughs> <laughs> which is... Wow. That's a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and easy uh, for people to, to make fun of as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's <laughs> well, I think my favorite thing, we'll get into when we met up in a second here but like when we were when we met up and you were telling me about how like the disappointment people see your your passport and then they look up and it's like oh you're not the author yeah yeah (laughs) at least at least you share a name with a beloved figure and not a horrible menace or something that's true (laughs) that's true (laughs) Hannibal Lecter can you believe yeah (laughs) yeah the the Adolf Hitler the other Adolf Hitler that was living in the forties was like, look guys, I, I know my namesake's a son of a bitch, but I'm not him. Um, uh, but yeah, so we, uh, myself, and these two five members of our Discord, recently met up at uh, the biggest anime convention in the country, or our country, I should say. Uh, do you guys have? Anime conventions? I I think you mentioned you. you really yeah, in, in we 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 have them. They tend to be kind of just kind of cosplay meetups. Um, if anything, uh, it's, okay. It's, well, then the biggest the biggest anime convention in both our countries. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, at Anime Expo 2017. Uh, for those of you, you know, who are uneducated, well, why are you listening to us <laughs> if you don't know what anime? Is? <laughs> what would I'm be? Just, I'm joking. Please keep listening. Please keep listening. Well, don't you know you do you? But please. <laughs> what would be the so, largest anime convention in the world? Do they have anime probably, conventions in Japan? Probably Japan yeah, Expo. That's probably yeah. the biggest one. Hmm. I I never hear about like anime conventions. I hear about like you know Comicette and stuff like that. But I don't know if I necessarily consider that uh, an anime convention. Mm, it's a doujin one. Yeah. I mean, and do- doujins could be based on games, anime, novels, etc., etc. Okay, I've never heard um, of Japan Expo. I'll have to look that up. I I imagine they have to have industry panels. Over yeah, there. I yeah. Mean, the industries are all there. So, <laughs> yeah, I know with Japan uh, Expo they stream a load of them out online um, through Nico Nico. Hmm. Oh, do they? Um, oh shit! I have a Nico it. Nico it runs about a month before AX. Oh, well, then I missed the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it's not like I could understand what there's... Uh, the only reason I have a Nico Nico stream is to watch Love or Aquarius Nico Namas, and that's <laughs> it. Uh, and, and just, like, watch and laugh and, and not understand what most of it's, you know, happening until fan sub or sub it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is the largest... Anime Expo is the largest uh, in our country. And uh, we all met up. Uh, and you can too if you join our community, and we'll have information for that much, much later. Uh, but for now, what did you guys think? Like, just overall, before we get into the meat of it, what what was your guys' take on AX this year? Starting with BTEC. Uh, Sorry, I, I probably. Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my experience is going to be 
far far more negative than you guys is. Like I think for sure. Uh, the no, no. I think not having a premium pass is like ruins the experience of the entire thing. Hmm, for sure. There's I, lots I, of waiting in the lines. Thing. There's yeah, it's pretty bad. I hear the same thing about like Comic Con and stuff like that, but like on a much larger scale. Um, some, and at other cons, like when you don't get premium passes, it's not nearly as bad. Like at Soccer Con, did not have this problem. Like I've been to Comic Con in San Diego, which has like way more people, and it was far better run, and I was in lines for way less time. I, like I don't know, Anime Expo is just very, very poorly run. For sure, I mean that that is a a, a complaint from uh, most of the people about uh, that con is stuff not being on time, not nobody knowing where anything really, well, not where things are, but like if you ask somebody and they weren't specifically told, like it's it's a mad dash for people to figure out where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I was walking by um, a security guard where somebody was asking where Lost and Found is, and he's like, I, I've been told three different locations. <laughs> like this, this guy who I think he was like literally twenty feet away from where the lost and found actually was, and he had no idea where it was. Uh, that sucks. All right. Well, what about you, uh, Spengo? Well, for me, it's, it's my second year at AX. I flew over last year, um, but I think this year the obviously the pull for me was the the concerts, getting to see mm-hmm. getting to see Aquas finally. Yeah, um, for sure. But. I think the general feel of it, it was, it seemed busier. It seemed more packed. Um, oh yeah. And it definitely seems like they've got a serious growth problem. Um, that they're, they're, they're growing, but they're not figuring it out fast enough that their growth is kind of overtaken. Yeah, for sure. Not, not enough space is one of the things I could say I noticed, um, like, it's crazy to me to think that, yeah, you guys need something bigger than the Los Angeles Convention Center. Are there any, like, um, close-by auxiliary, I guess, like, not convention centers, but, like, places where people can meet bigger buildings? I mean, they could take over the Staples Center, okay. <laughs> which is right next door. Uh, or the micro- but the Microsoft Theater is usually where, where the concerts are held. But other than that, I don't really think so. I mean, it's it's in the middle of downtown LA, and not too far away from it is not a great great parts of LA. So, um, I'm pretty sure they don't want you know their people going all the way over there. But they might they might eventually if they if it keeps growing at this rate, they might have to consider um, another city. Well, or maybe just San Diego with their huge convention. That'd center. be nice. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. I, I would much rather go to San Diego. <laughs> Anywhere's the same for me. That's like an infinitely larger <laughs> convention center as well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been there before. It's pretty huge. Uh, for myself, yeah, I, I did notice this is my third year going there. Um, this con was, like, like you guys said, much more people. And I was surprised. Like, yeah, we, we've had those problems where uh, especially – like people not knowing where you're supposed to go, like especially early on. Like uh, I can't, I can't tell you how many people I asked uh, when the premiere lounge was going to be open, um, and this was on day negative one, quote unquote. 
uh, and and nobody knew whether it was going to be open on that day until the very end, like the very last person I asked, and it wasn't even a con person who told me that. It was one of the uh, one of the other premier fan badge holders. Um, but the one thing that struck me more was how late everything was. Uh, I never, I've never been to an AX, which to be fair, I've only been to three, uh, where, uh, a, a panel ran as like as late as these ones did. I mean, Spanger, you could attest to this. I'm just going to start calling you Steven. So yeah, you can attest fine. to this. Uh, um, it's, it was like, what was it? An hour it was, plus wait for Yui Horia, I want to say. It was an hour before the doors opened and then it was, the queues started going in and, yeah, it it didn't get started was, till at least an hour and a half, hour and quarter it, after. It was exactly the same for uh, in this corner of the world, the in this corner of the world movie premiere. It was about uh, maybe I want to say forty five minutes, forty five fifty fifty five minutes, somewhere around Jesus. there. I don't really remember exactly, but it was just like this is super late and. Then at the end, it's like they have to rush these their guests out the door, and it's like this is really rude to them. Like they were told they were going to have this much time to speak to us, and now they're just being like shooed out. Um, so yeah, that that was one thing that I I didn't really appreciate. But as a whole, I think I really enjoyed. I mean, I always really enjoy Anime Expo, but I think I enjoyed it more so. Um, a, because I actually went to the concert this time, and B, because I got to hang out with you guys, because I wasn't trying. Like, last year, I was, like, our, our site had just started, our podcast had just started, and I was throwing myself at panels, trying to get as much information for the site as possible, <laughs> and I was not having a whole lot of fun, because I was tired, I was really hungry all the time, so it was much more fun going with other people, and um, hopefully one of these days we can get a, a bigger group, that way if we do want to, to cover everything, we can... We can totally do that. Sponsors. Um, you hear that? Sponsor. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, Anime Expo, how about some press badges? I'm willing to pay for premium badges, but press badges for my, you know, constituents. Uh, I don't think that's the right word for it. My homies. Yeah, there you go. That's closer. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, so let's uh, let's kick things off. Uh, day negative one, uh, which was, oh, crap. I didn't write the dates down. Uh, let's see if it was 29th, the 29th, was it the 29th? Okay. Yeah. So Thursday, uh, July 29th or June 29th, my bad. Um, there was day negative one and this really wasn't a big event day. It was just ticket pickup and ticket and badge pickup, which was, I thought was brilliant because, uh, usually the lines for day or for day one, uh, badge pickups are horrendous. And we'll get into that later, but uh, <laughs> but for now, uh, I thought this was a really good idea. Uh, I went uh, for my part, my experience in this. I went and picked up um, our tickets for the second concert, the uh, Japan Super Live. And in the lines, there were there were three lines. There was a um, two wheel call lines for people picking up uh, tickets they had already bought. Uh, one for uh, regular pass, one for premier line, and then there was a wheel call line or a a purchase line. Um, for people buying there at the event. And it was crazy to me to think that a lot of those uh, those people who had bought their tickets online probably could have bought their tickets at the event and still gotten a really good seat because uh, there was nobody in the green line for, for pickup on that day. Um, but I mean, even from day one, there were a bunch of people in that line 
that were decked out in awkward stuff, decked out in wake up girl stuff, decked out in idol master girl stuff and or idol master Cinderella girl stuff. And, and all of them were like playing their music at like, like super loud and doing the, the chants and all that stuff. So it was pretty clear from that moment. They're like, all right, these concerts are going to be real fun. Um, and then after that, uh, another planning thing, uh, for me, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but, any song world Matsuri posted on their Facebook that a certain uh, shop in little Tokyo in LA was going to be selling any song world merch the day, like days before the event started. So I went down to little Tokyo. The shop owners had no idea what I was talking about. I showed it to them and they're like, yeah, we were not told any of this. So that was pretty much my day. Negative one. Uh, what about, what about you, Brandon? Uh, I was sitting at home watching anime. <laughs> Oh, did you not? I, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. You, you. <laughs> I swore. That's right. You came on day zero. I'm such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had fun. So, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> um, what happened with you on day one? Big negative one. Well, my negative one was mainly spent on a flight um, between New York and LA. Um, oh, that's a fun flight. Yeah, yeah. When you've already lost five hours time zone wise, and then you lose an extra three, it really messes with your head. Um, um, but then as soon, as soon as I got to the airport, it was quick. Checked in to the hotel right next to the convention center, um, and then yeah, then I just kind of shot across the convention center, expecting expecting the same lines as last year, um, and there was no one there. Um, <laughs> At what time was this? Did you say again? This was about six p.m. 6 p.m.? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I figured, like, everybody who was going to be there at day negative one would have already been there. Yeah, yeah, I, I was I was really surprised because it just appeared there and was like, I think everything's shut up. Like, everything's finished for the day. Um, and then wandered in and someone went, yeah, you can pick your tickets up here. Um, I think they were even confused how quiet it was. Um, yeah, it, it was also, um, it was crazy how late they kept it open. I, mean, I don't remember exactly how late it was, but it was like what nine ten. Yeah, it was, like it was. I think it was open till eleven p.m. day one. Day oh, one by, yeah, so it's crazy. The, the the only queue I saw my whole time across there was actually for the merch. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. That, there was a big one there when I was there as well. Yeah, because they were selling the exclusive pins for each minus day, um, but they'd already sold out. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there were a lot of disappointed people in that queue. There were a lot of there. There was a lot of actually really good looking merch uh from anime expo itself this year uh a lot of years it's just a few t-shirts uh, and you're like eh, okay maybe a hat but like uh they had like a um i don't know, like this what do you call the jackets like the uh football american uh, football like varsity jacket players there you go varsity they had like a varsity jacket type thing almost and uh um then they had like a really cool hat that said anime expo in in Japanese on it and like a lot of like impressive stuff. The thing that made me laugh and kind of sad was that they made they had a a the, their con mascot made into a like a little minifigure and even on the last day that thing still wasn't sold out. <laughs> it was they were selling like, it for like eighty percent off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it wasn't a it wasn't great looking to be honest, but still, I expected people to be like, oh, cool, a commemorative figure. You know, a lot of a lot of figure collectors at AX. I mean, come on. Um, but I guess nobody wanted that one. So, 
uh, X, just, you know, maybe, maybe get good smile to make it next time. Uh, all right. So we're done with that. Uh, day negative one was in the books. We all went to bed, uh, ready for day zero, which day zero, much like day negative one, uh, wasn't a huge thing. Uh, I think everything kicked off at like six. Uh, there were panels and stuff like that that were happening. Um, that day I left later than I usually do for AX stuff. I think I left at like 11, 12, sometime around then. Uh, and that's when me and Steven met up for the first time at the Aquas Penlight line. Um, for those of you who don't know or are not our Discord and didn't see our like ramblings about it, the um, Aquas came out with pen lights uh, for this event uh, specifically that were what like forty five bucks a pop. Yeah, not oh, cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were forty five. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I bought two of them. And I think that might have been more or a little less than the ticket itself. <laughs> um, and then uh, from there, um, we met up with uh, with you, Brandon, and you had you had gotten your badge by then, right? Yeah. Wait, quick, quick question: How clearly mm-hmm. designated was that pen light line? Oh, not at all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they they. I only knew because Steven had checked before uh, and uh, there was a line for merch and a line for the pen lights and they were right next to each other and people were in line for the pen lights and this was pen light will call. Uh, they were like to pick up the ones that you had already pre-ordered. People were in line for that thinking they were in line for the merch and no one was telling them otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So it was- they were like, it was definitely more but, luck than judgment because um, I, I sent the message out saying there's a queue appearing. I have no idea what it's for, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's to the Microsoft Theater, so, so it seems like it's Anasong related. Um, yeah. But it was just more just getting the queue, and luckily I got in the right queue because no no yeah. one knew anything about it. And that's just it too. Is is I wouldn't have minded being in the line for merch if they had had merch for the bands that were playing there. <laughs> uh, for those of you who, who didn't see, the, like the the merchandise that Annie Song had was like they had stuff for Baby Metal who wasn't there, uh, for a bunch of other bands that weren't there, but nothing for Aquas, very little for Wake Up Girls, nothing for Cinderella uh, for Idolmaster Cinderella Girls, nothing for Walkure. And like sparse stuff for the other bands, but it's like, like that's that was your big attraction. How did you not lock down at least Aquas merch? Because like I, I took a look at my, I, I bought an Annie Song T-shirt from from uh, inside the convention hall, and you see the, um, you know, it's like it's like the Annie Song, it's like a, a concert T-shirt, and it's got all the bands on the back, and, and on the Japan Super Live, all the uh, the bands are kind of equal. But on the Kawaii Live, the idol one, Aquas is solidly on the top of all the other ones. And it's like, it's pretty clear that this was your headliner. How did you not lock down at least a t-shirt that just has all their names on it? No idea. Probably Bushy Road's fault. Damn you, Bushy Road. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> I met up and I, I think I, yeah, I'd seen like pictures of, of you, Steven, on on uh like twitter and stuff like that 
but I didn't know like where to find you. And I was telling you, telling, uh, I told you this at the restaurant later, but I, I, my plan was actually to find out what, uh, what his favorite rugby team is, find out what the rival team was and then sing their fight song. And <laughs> like, I'll know pretty quickly by the guy who punches me in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, you who, find out who Steven is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So, um, so you, uh, beat our Brandon, you went to the, uh, the line to get, did you pick up your badge or did you buy your badge there? I picked it up there and it was that classic and situation that with, where like, you know, you're, you're thinking in your head, like, yeah, I'm going to go to day zero and get it. And maybe the line will be shorter. But then in the back of your head, you're like, man, everybody's thinking this, aren't they? It's like, is this <laughs> line like possibly going to be longer than the day one line? So I got myself really worked up and I was talking about it in our group chat. Like, I, like the time I was going to arrive in LA kept getting pushed back. Like I was originally supposed <laughs> to get there super early and the website says like, get there four hours before. So you're can guarantee your concert ticket. And that got me really worried. Like, man, these lines are going to be real long, aren't they? And I got there yeah. and it was 20 minutes to pick up the badge, which was nothing at all. Then I walked over the concert line and that was like 15 minutes to get the concert ticket. So also nothing at all. Yeah, no, it, it was surprising. Uh, both because, because day negative one, there was, there was badge pickup as well. And uh, day zero. So it's, like that much more surprising uh, when we'll get into in, in day one, uh, what actually ended up happening. Uh, but yeah, so we met up uh, after we grabbed um, um, our pen lights and you grabbed uh, your badge and stuff like that. And we went to uh, the yard house, which is pretty much where me and Steven spent a lot of time at that convention. <laughs> yep. Uh, over beers. Uh and then from there, like we, we just kind of milled about until the Japan Kawaii Live, or was it was it the Japan Kawaii Live? Is that the, what the name yeah, was? I believe so. I just yeah. kept calling it the Idol Concert. Um, this was like uh, I I kicked myself last year for not going to the Annie Song thing. It was way more than I expected. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. What did you guys think of it? It was incredible. <laughs> uh, like I came in, like I knew nothing of any of the groups, and I had just like the previous day marathoned all of Love Life Sunshine, so I kind of <laughs> knew Awkward's, but not super well. Um, but like pre-concert, when the when the uh, Sunshine OP started, and people just exploded, I knew I was in for a good time. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, no pre-concert for both concerts, they were showing. Um, all the bands that were playing in both concerts. And yeah, every time one of the idol ones came up, people lost their minds. But yeah, especially for the Aquas one. Um, but I was happy to see that there were, you know, there were definitely people that were there for the Wake Up Girls, definitely people there that were for the, you know, there for the Idol Master Girls and, and all that stuff. Uh, what'd you think, uh, Stephen? Yeah, so like, I, I went to the concerts last year, so kind of had a feel of what they were like and kind of, this year, definitely, the hype seemed to be much higher, um, mainly around the idol groups. Um, a lot of them first time performing in LA, outside of Japan. Um, but for me, it was always going to be, if Aquas are there, then no money was going to keep me away from that concert. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, the, I think the hype beforehand, I, I'd not really seen that for 
any of the concerts I'd previously seen that were kind of going to go on around AX. Um, and yeah, just sitting there before and seeing all like the OPs for all of the idol groups come up and people just, yeah, losing their minds um, was incredible. For sure. Uh, let's, uh, let's go into the set list here. Uh, it started out with Idol Master Cinderella Girls. Not at all what I was expecting. Nope. I honestly was expecting Walkure because they only had two of them. Um, but they started out with honestly what I thought was going to be second to last uh, band. Uh, and their set list was uh, Star, which uh, I believe that's the OP for the first season of Cinderella Girls. Uh, Go In, um, which I have... And then they did uh, their little intro talk uh, sequence, which was fun. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of their intro sequences were like they tried their best with English. Uh, and then um, us in the audience tried our best to understand what they were saying when they were speaking Japanese. <laughs> so, so, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, the Idol Master Girls, they had, um, they had translators, right? Or no? Um, I, I, don't I don't think they did. I don't so. think they did, no. No, yeah, a lot of them didn't, which was surprising, but I think it was better because it meant that we didn't have to wait through. At, like, it, when you get those kind of things with the, the concerts, like, yeah, it's cool to know what they're saying, but yeah, we can kind of glean what they're saying, and they, they tried their best with English. But, like, you get, like, a cheer for for the for the performer and then like you get like these this weird like awkward cheer for the person translating <laughs> so it was probably better without it yeah um uh, their intro was the one where they're like reading like parts of the episode in character right oh that's yeah. right yeah for sure um i don't remember it wasn't it definitely wasn't all the cinderella girls were there because that would be impossible uh but i i enjoyed uh there's the episode in season two of Cinderella Girls with uh, with Mika and um, uh, this shows how much I know the the younger black haired girl and they're both like older sisters and they're talking out what it means to be an older sister. I really liked the fact that they acted out that scene together on stage. Um, but other than that, yeah, I hadn't like they also acted out scenes from from the newest show, which was on this last season. And I didn't watch it, so I was like, okay, cool, yay. <laughs> um, they, they followed up the intro with um, Yumeiro Harmony, which I'd never heard. Uh, yes, Party Time, same. And uh, they rounded it out with uh, Onegai Cinderella, which I had heard, and I really enjoyed that song. And like, that's the one that like they, I think got the biggest crowd response. Um. Yeah, so what do you guys think of uh, the Cinderella Girls performance? B-tag. Uh, real good. I'm just, I'm just going to start out <laughs> B-tag, then, then, then Steven. There you go. That works. Um, yeah, I know nothing of Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. I have maybe have seen one episode, but I certainly came out of it like really wanting to go home and watch it. And if the like new season wasn't starting, I probably would have as soon as I got home, but... <laughs> I still haven't watched it and probably have no plans on watching it anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, I think for me, like having having been to Japan, I know what Idol Masters is because um, it's bigger than most. Um, but I'd ne- I'd never watched it before. Um, I'd heard of Guy Cinderella, um, so at least one of the songs I recognised. Um, but like there there was 
it, it was kind of new and I've added it to my list. But again, no plans to really watch it yet. There's a lot this season. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went home after after the con was all over and I binged the second season of Cinderella Girls. And as much as I really like the show, I, I think it's way weaker than the original. Um, so go watch go watch the original. It's great. Uh, Cinderella Girls, I, I think, suffers from being based off a mobile game that I've never played. Um, eh, it's it's yeah, it's OK. It's not bad. It's just it's there are better idol shows out there. Um, the next was Wake Up Girls took the stage. Um, this was a band I heard of. I'm vaguely aware of the anime. It's actually on my list of shows that I will eventually be uh, reviewing. But I I like gone like my preparation for this part of the concert was uh, at the airport before I went to L.A binging all like the music videos on youtube so i was very ill prepared but they put on a really good show i was surprised well i guess i shouldn't have been because it's an idol group but i was uh surprised at how well choreographed their performance was it was just amazing um what do you guys think of the wake up girls uh yeah i thought that was a really nice uh like ramp up in energy from the previous group I mean, not to say that Cinderella Girls was, like, boring or anything, but, I mean, like, that, what is it, the uh, Love Tyrant OP? Yeah. Like, that oh, song yeah. is just, like, so high energy, so fun to listen to. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I also want to watch Wake Up Girls and have no plans on doing it anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was exactly the same for me. Like, I, I was more aware of Wake Up Girls through the Love Tyrant OP than anything else. I think that was most everybody in the crowd, except for like the few people I saw wearing Wake Up Girls hoppies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was good to see kind of the rest of their kind of catalog, and um, again, it's added to the list of anime to watch. But it's the time. Yeah. <laughs> the the ever growing list. We yeah. need more than twenty four hours in a day. Which which planet can we live on where the days are much much longer? <sighs> um. Let me see here. So the the set list for Wake Up Girls was uh, Tachiagare. Uh, was this? Okay, this song. Shoujo Kyo Kyo Kyoku. <laughs> Pretty uh, good. I had to say it slowly. Uh, then they had their little intro segment and their little talk, um, which, I mean, it was it was cool, but you know, not a whole lot of people knew them, so we were just cheering for everything they said. Uh, then they moved on to uh, Koi. AI Eboku Des, which is the the um, intro to Love Tyrant. Uh, Beyond the Bottom, uh, Seven Girl, Seven Girls War, and uh, Gokujo Smile. And then from there we got Walkure, which again surprising that they were this late since it was only two of them. But honestly, aside from Aquas, my favorite performance of this concert. They really blew me away especially i don't remember which one it was was it uh minori suzuki i think it was, was she juna. the younger one jana was juna, was it Ju- yeah. jana. Yeah. okay yeah. Ju- juna How was like it? her she blew me away with her voice oh what do you think about this one b-tech uh this was my favorite one of the concert oh wow uh, just in terms of like you know the act just singing in general it was just oh man such high quality 
Jono was incredibly, incredibly good, just belting out songs at such a young age. And uh, yeah, for sure. This, this also had the uh, the comedy segment of the first night with them asking for burgers suggestions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd chanting for In and Out. Which anytime somebody chants for In and Out, I'm on board. Yes, sir. <laughs> we never did get to take you to In and Out Burger, Stephen. Next year, next know, year for sure. The only the only problem is it's it's so far from the convention center. Like it would have been like a fifteen twenty dollar Uber ride just to get like an, an eight dollar burger, not even eight dollar. Deliver. Oh yeah, next year. Well, <laughs> if we all if we all get a hotel together, we'll we'll, we'll have to do that. A little off topic, but. Uh, the you know the G1 New Japan specials were happening at the same time, and I posted the video. Kazuchika Okada, the like you know IWGP Heavyweight Champion, also went to In and Out and said like he loved it so much that he was back the next day. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there were a ton of events that were happening in tandem with uh, with this event or with AX in general. Uh, but what do you think uh, of this this performance, Stephen? Um, like from my point of view, like I'm I'm uh, a huge fan of like Japanese music in general. Um, mm-hmm. So like in terms of the quality of the singing in this one was incredible. Like um, I think it's probably the singing performance of pretty much I would say both concerts. Um, just just purely based on kind of um, the quality of the actual singing itself, um, it blew me away. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. And it definitely makes you want to watch uh, Macross Delta, uh, if we could ever find it. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I have it, so you know maybe next year I can bring that down and we can watch it. There you go. Uh, but they launched into their songs, which I feel a lot of people in the crowd did know, but m- many more did not. Um, they started out with uh, Koi, Halation the War. Uh, Iken, Ikenai Borderline. Uh, then they did their intro and with uh, the aforementioned uh, Burger Talk, which was again great that people were chanting in and out like it was a USA chant. Um, then they went into Bokura no Senjo, uh, then Ichiro Dake no Koi Nara, and Rune ga uh, Picato Hikatara. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not familiar with these songs at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, last thing uh, but, about Walkier, uh, it's such a it's such a fun thing to watch when going in, like 99% of the crowd doesn't know what's happening, and by the end of it, they're just completely ravenous for the performers. Like, yeah, just, it's yeah, such a sure. testament to how good they are. Yeah, they they won they won all of us over with just two members. I mean, that's <laughs> impressive. They didn't bring over their full complement. I think it's is it five or four? It's five. Uh, yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. I, I was highly disappointed with that because uh, my favorite voice actress is actually one of Valkyra, Um and she didn't come across. So disappointed, ah. but like, yeah, they blew they blew me away. Like, I didn't well, care by the end. I they definitely <laughs> made a lot of us fans of Jenna. Nothing else. Oh yeah. <laughs> now was this uh, uh, one of, was one of the girls in this one the one that couldn't come back on stage? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes, at the end of the concert, uh, Juna could not come back on stage because according to Japanese labor laws, people, what was it, 16 and under, can't work past 10 p.m., so she could not come out and say goodbye to us. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, hey, I mean, she, she earned the time off with as 
well as she's saying. I mean, clearly the three of us are gushing about it. So, uh, and then from there, it was the highlight of the evening. Um, and it was clearly the highlight of the evening because they got like all the other singers. Uh, there was like this Annie song introduction. Uh, and then like it'd be darkness. And when the lights came back on, bam, there they are ready to, and they start singing their, their premiere song immediately with awkward. They each, like each girl came out to a screen of her character. Um, and then they started uh, the, <laughs> they started the, uh, um, the concert. I'm sorry. I just saw what somebody typed down there at the bottom of the set list. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> B-Tag wrote on the bottom of our, our Google Doc, way too many Dia fans. And I will admit, there were a lot more than I was expecting. Uh, but <laughs> to go on from there, uh, what do you think of, of Aquas in, in concert, uh, B-Tag? Okay, well, first off, that the aforementioned fade to black and then whenever the like artist shows up on the screen the music that plays is like 30 times louder than anything else in the entire show yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like destroys your ears as soon as it comes on uh no i i loved it um i had my white light and my light blue light shining the entire concert nice, to support nice. yoshiko and you and uh <laughs> yeah i was it's one of those things where like their songs aren't really conducive to, you know, like jumping. It's not like a high energy rock song or anything. Uh-huh. But I found myself leaving the ground and I realized like <laughs> whenever that happens, jumping during like a non super exciting song, like I was super into it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steven? I was just losing my mind the whole concert. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, the amount of hype going into it and then just just jumping straight into it. I think I was more hyped up about what costume they would wear coming on stage, <laughs> going into it, and yeah, then, for sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, as soon as they just bump straight into it, um, like, yeah, losing my mind, light sticks everywhere, um, just didn't. I didn't matter if I didn't have the energy to jump. I was jumping. Yeah, no. At this point in the concert, like everyone else had hyped us so much, and Walker had done so well. I was worried. I'm shit. I'm not going to have enough energy for awkward and boy did that thought leave my mind as soon as they <laughs> launched into their first song uh for those of you who listen to us and if you're out there and you listen to us and you you're like me and and uh spango and you religiously follow like the nico namas and you're interested in like the idol side like they're you know the real life idol side please come on and gush with us like it's <laughs> <laughs> like we love we love the anime too but we were talking the whole time before the concert about yeah what what uh costume they were going to come out in whether or not they were going to do callbacks like they do in the Nico Namas uh whether or not they were going to like have like a Nico Nama-esque you know uh like little talk segment and we'll get into that in a second but uh yeah no, it, if you're interested please join the discord we need more of you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the set list for this one, uh, they launched into uh, Aozora Jumping Heart, which is the opening theme for the anime. Uh, and then they immediately went into talk. Uh, so they didn't do two songs and then and then uh, talk. They just went OP talk. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed that they don't think the American fans know who they are. 
because uh, their introduction was um, in English, and it was, my name is blah, 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 I voice blah, 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 please call me my, you know, idol nickname. And that was fine, but, like, I was hoping so bad that they were going to do their callbacks because they have certain things they say in, you know, other concerts where uh, you're supposed to respond and then, you know, that's the whole thing. Um, what did you think about that one, Stephen? Oh, I, I, it was, it was yeah, slightly disappointing um, because, like, the whole way leading up to it, it was practicing those callbacks, making yeah, sure you yeah, got them on sure. point. Even I was. Before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had sent I sent B tag of like a video via our chat, like <laughs> learn the callbacks, learn the callbacks. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't like don't know what callbacks are, it's it's just like I'll give you an example. Um, Yoshiko likes to be called Yohane, so her callback is she'll say "Oh hi Yohane," and the crowd responds "Oh hi Yoshiko." And she'll say, Dakara Yohana yo, and everyone in the crowd says Pyon and does a little jump. Like that's a callback. And they, it was a shame that they think that none of us know that. Uh, but to be fair, I think they were just hedging their bets because it was a multiple band concert. Um anyway, from there, uh, their little spiel about they they talked about who they were, introduced themselves, and gave their thoughts on America um and being in America. And then from that point on, it was just music. Um, they went with, um, God, it's so hard for me to say this one. Kimi no kokoro wa kagayateru kai. I got it that time. Um, and then they went into, uh, I just call it aquarium, but it's a uh, koini uh, naritai aquarium. Uh, then mirai ticket, which was the last song in the anime. And they finished out with... Uh, uh, yume kataru yori yume yatao um and that was it which was surprising to me because there was a lot of time left over like from the time that was you know the concert was supposed to end and i was kind of hoping for happy party train but yeah. i know they're saving that one for their second live so i kind of figured yeah it also started like 30 minutes late yeah yeah to be fair it did and like it surprised me how many people were at that live. It really did. Like I figured there were going to be a lot of people, but holy crap. Uh, that stadium was, was I won't, or that concert hall, I should say, was packed. Uh, definitely not all the way up to the very top, but all the, all the good seats and uh, a lot of the bad seats were taken. So uh, that was the Japan Kauai Live. Uh, we... <laughs> we got out and and B tag. Unfortunately, you had to leave us because you had to make a ridiculous journey by you said train, right, or trolley or something uh, like that. Train, yeah, to back to to where you live. Um, and at this point in our in our Google Doc, our little show notes. Uh, after every day, it says post con beers. Yes, every day. Me and Steven got beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I'm completely wrong about that. We the, Before the post-con beers, I, I didn't, uh, I completely forgot about it. I, sorry, Steven. Uh, <laughs> me and Steven had the good tickets, quote unquote, the, the special tickets that got us into a special goodbye event. And we were already super high, like high up on like energy from <laughs> yeah. awkward being done. Like we were, like fucking cloud nine 
But then we got to the special goodbye event, which was like, it, it wasn't like a handshake event. I've never been really comfortable with the idea of a handshake event. To me, it feels kind of creepy. Um, but this was fine. Uh, essentially, they lined us up and we walked past all of them and waved and just said, you know, goodbye. For me, the whole time I was just saying, thank you, you know, arigato, arigato, like to all of them for coming uh, because they never do. And so I wanted to show my appreciation. But for Aquarius, me and Steven did something different. So go, <laughs> go ahead and share your story, Steven. Yeah. So the, like the whole way up, I was just kind of waving to him, prepared for Aquas at the end, going, thinking, ah, should I do it? Should I not? Uh, and then came up to it. And my favorite uh, character in it is um, Hanamaru. Um, so coming up and seeing King in the line, um, I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. Um, so I gave her a big Maru with my arms over my head. <laughs> um, and she responded with a Maru back and I yeah. lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those, like, that's another, that's another callback. Uh, King's callback is she says Ohana and everybody responds with Maru and you put your arms over your head in the, to make a circle. Um, and yeah, yeah, like Stephen was pretty much over the moon for that one. I, I could have skipped uh, out of the venue. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is this is our level of, of idol. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so good. And, and granted, we're we're not nearly as as bad as other people in Idol Hell because there are people who follow all the bands to this extent. But Aquas is definitely our jam. Uh, for my part, I I didn't like my my best girl is is Aikian, the the one who plays Yoshiko, but um i couldn't um uh get to her like her in time with it so i hit up my like two of my other favorites uh mari or i can or anya and uh well because anya is uh uh there is a there was an international poll on which girl should represent which country like for you know foreign affairs quote unquote and Mari got America, which I love because they dressed her up as a cowgirl. Um, but I had to do something for her because, you know, USA. Uh, and for me, hello. Uh, yeah, and for Logan. Yeah. So I did her call back and I just, I pointed at her and I, like, at the top of my lungs, because, like, she screamed, like, like, almost screams, but not really. It's really high pitch. She says, you know, shiny. So I, I pointed at her as loud as I could. I said, Anya, shiny. And she pointed back at me and did the same thing. And then when I got to Ruby, like, because I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do another one. I did the Gamba Ruby with her. And yeah, I was like, same thing. I was like, fuck, that was so cool. Uh, and so, yeah, during these post-con beers, like when we went to we went to uh, Steven's hotel and we grabbed a couple beers yeah, we were on cloud fucking die. Just yep. like that was the coolest thing ever. Like grinning like a Cheshire cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those beers couldn't have tasted any better. Yep. If they were poured by God Himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is our level of, of ridiculous fandom. Uh, so please join us in Idle Hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very but, jealous. Very very jealous of you guys. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Hopefully they'll come back. Hopefully they'll they'll come and do a concert all of themselves at the Staples Center, which would blow my fucking mind. Um, but probably not. Um, now let's get back to the convention. Uh, I went home that night, fell asleep, dreamt of Aquas. I probably didn't. I probably dreamt of some stupid shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so day one, I woke up super early. 
uh, and I got to the convention center, and holy dog shit, that badge line. <laughs> apparently, B-Tag, nobody had your idea. Yeah, apparently. They should have. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, we got the final numbers at the end of that day. Some people were standing in that line for five hours. That is a ridiculous amount of time. People were, people were who got like some people who got there were only able to spend an hour or less at the exhibit hall because it closed down. And a lot of the people who were there to buy one day badge passes were demanding a refund. Yep. Not to mention LA was not like, didn't have like comfortable temperatures that day. Oh, it was all right. It was actually it wasn't pretty bad, nice. But it was yeah. sunny and the- I would have, my skin would have been bright red by the time we got out of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Ah, uh, Irish people. Uh, what do you call it? Um, the it, yeah, it was it the whole co- the whole con though was much better than like last year in terms of temperature. But yeah, it's still still incredibly unpleasant to stand outside for five hours at a time. Uh, and then if you wanted to see a panel because you ha- you were buying like the regular pass, well, congratulations, you get to stand in a line for two hours, especially if it's a really popular. Uh, panel so crappy all the way around um for my part uh i got there and the premier lounge is usually open an hour or two before the 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 dealer hall is uh this year it wasn't and i didn't know that so i got to the dealer hall with maybe 30 35 ish minutes to spare before the they let the masses in uh, I went straight to the Bushy Road booth, which is where all the Love Live stuff was supposed to be getting sold because, again, I was still on this, you know, awkward high. Um, and unfortunately, Bushy Road, all their shipments were delayed and they remained delayed the entire con. They they never had their full complement of merchandise, um, which was unfortunate. So I picked up um, a wall scroll, which is sitting to my right right now, uh, a Yoshko flag which is sitting on my desk and um what else did i get that might have been it from that on that day yeah i was gonna i got buttons later um but uh uh steven what what did you do on in in the dealer hall that first time yeah so i pretty much because um Last year, they had a separate area, which it was clear that, oh, Premier fans can get into the convention this way, like early in the morning mm-hmm. to get into the dealer hall. Um, but this year, I didn't see that. So I got stuck in the main queue um, oh, for, no. for about an hour um, <sighs> before I got right near the entrance and someone went, oh, by the way, Premier fans can go up to the side door um, and basically missed the whole period before ev- the whole rush went into the dealer hall. Ugh. So um a bit disappointing on that. But then as soon as I got in the dealer hall, it was straight to the Bushy Road um, booth. <laughs> um, and yeah, disappointment on the lack of selection, but that wasn't going to stop me spending money. Um, <laughs> For so, sure. So I ended up picking up um, a couple of pin badges, uh, a Hanamaru flag, um and the Aquals Club CD set, because um, Amazon Japan had recently cancelled my order, so <laughs> it was handy. Oh. That, handy they had it on sale. We ha- yeah, they had a bunch of them on sale. I 
Uh, I was surprised about that. Ha- we haven't spoken about this, and this is kind of a side thing, but have you signed up for the Aquas Club already? I have, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. And then heard I just, about I, the, I need to write my message. <laughs> yeah, and then heard about the line about overseas visits had been removed. Yeah, yeah. They were, unfortunately, mm. uh, it, that's completely gone. But that was never my draw. I just wanted no, a CD. No. Um, anyway, so uh, from there... I, I walked around. I bought some other stuff. Um, uh, B-Tag, where were you at at this point? Had, no, you hadn't got to the, the convention, right? You didn't come until later, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I, I forgot. Yeah, you were you were pretty probably pretty burnt out after uh, the trip back to your house from uh, yeah, LA. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I decided to sleep in and get there a little later the next day. Probably not a bad idea. Um from there, we went to the production IG panel, uh, which didn't have a whole lot of announcements. Uh, we got to see an announcement for a show called Be the Beginning, which looks really interesting. Pretty dark, but I mean, it, it piqued my interest. Unfortunately, they also announced it's going to be on Netflix, so we could look forward to that sometime next year. What was the crowd response when they say Netflix? It, it's kind of like a like a depressed sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like nobody booed because I don't think anybody wants the, the 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 Japanese guests who are there. A, a lot of producers and directors to think we don't want this. We do want this. We just don't want Netflix to have it. So it's just at this point, it's like nobody wants to boo for fear of that. But it, there's still the feeling of just like exasperation. It's like, yeah, it's an inevitable sigh. Yeah, just like oh, no, they're gonna get one thing. But why did it have to be this thing that looks so damn interesting? Um, and then they, uh, they, they showed a, uh, a preview for a show that's airing this season, um, called, uh, Maho, Mahojin Guru Guru. Um, that looks like, like a kid's show, but at the same time, the preview made us laugh so hard. We're like, well, maybe we'll watch that one. Uh, cause it's so odd, it, but it looked so ridiculously funny. Um, I, I haven't seen it anywhere though. I'm not sure if anyone picked it up. It's on Crunchyroll. Oh, is it? I believe yeah. so. No, I have to watch the first episode then. Probably the second episode as well. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you think of of IG there, uh, Stephen? Um, it was kind of flat. The whole mood was kind of flat. Um, I think yeah. that was partially because the room that they were holding that in had an Overwatch panel straight afterwards. Oh. That's right, and they weren't clearing the room, so most of the people that were there yeah. were there for the Overwatch panel that was coming up. Yeah, um, which a weird what? kind of atmosphere in that room. Yeah, not clearing yeah, the sure. room is the dumbest thing. It really is, that, especially since there was a huge, a huge line right outside the door. Yeah. After like the like last year, I was in that your name line for like two and a half, three hours, and I would have been one of the first people in. I mean, even though you saved a seat for me, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. they did not clear the. What was it before the like the Sailor Moon? Sailor panel. Moon, yeah. So they didn't. People were waiting in line for three hours, and they didn't clear the room. So anybody in that Sailor Moon panel who got there like late could have just like moved to the front of the room and sat down and skipped all the people that were waiting for three hours. Yeah, exactly. Real dumb. No, but that's that's one of the problems with AX sometimes. I mean, they clear a lot of the rooms, just not all of them, and the ones they don't clear are sometimes the ones they really need to. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, uh, it was, it was pretty flat, like you said. Um, and, and there was a, there was a lady who's like, I guess in charge of, of production IG's Western branch now. And, uh, 
what was it that she was talking about? Oh, she was talking that, about uh, the whole whitewashing debate about um, yeah, ab- about um, Ghost in a Shell, Ghost in a Shell movie. And I, I was thinking the whole time, like she was she was talking about it really defensively, and no one in the room really cared because she was like, th- she talked about has anyone seen Ghost in a Shell? And again, because this was mostly an Overwatch room at this point, uh, nobody really raised their hands. Um. And she's like, yeah, it's bad. And yeah, whitewashing this. But we had a good talk about this other person to explain why it isn't. You should go listen to that. And everyone, I was just sitting there thinking, why would you bring this up? Why would this be a topic of discussion for you? Why wouldn't you just be like, yeah, and that happened. And Ghost in a Shell happened. Like, no one cared. So yeah, real odd panel. Um, But we were just there because it was in the same building as the Love Live talk show slash screening panel uh, which came up next uh, me and steven went to um i'm gonna hand this one off to you steven first yeah what would you think so <laughs> i think that i think we can start to see the trend about this ax um with this with this um uh panel being one that we went to um yeah so yeah, yeah. it's clear the reason that we went was any time where aquas are going to appear somewhere which wasn't really clear on the actual um, panel title anyway, whether they were actually going to be there. Um, right. But it was kind of queued up. Um, the queue was surprisingly short. Um, I think a lot of people were in the same mindset, but there was the same crowd that you saw in every Aquas type event. Um, yeah, anything idle, anything to do with idols. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so it was kind of going um, and then... I think that one started late as well, which is another trend. Um, but as soon as they came out, um, they did their, in- it was kind of straight away into bring Aquals out, um, everyone losing their minds. Um, mm-hmm. And then quick introductions. Um, they didn't really stick on them for too long. And then I think they sort of, about halfway through the introductions, they kind of got the mood of the room that we knew Aquals. Uh-huh. Um and I think that was clear cuz the later members in the group started doing some callbacks. Yeah, Hanamaru did. Yeah. Uh, Ruby um, did. Yeah, yeah, Ruby did. Uh, I think um, um Johanne did kind of half of hers. Yeah, for um, sure. So it was kind of um you could kind of see that and then they went into talking about what they think of America again, which is kind of what they did on stage at the concert. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. and and it was like 15 minutes in all of them being yeah. on stage and talking. Uh, and and uh, on the pamphlet, it said that we would be watching the first two episodes of Sunshine. Uh, but I think they might have cut it short and they showed us the first three episodes of Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, which is why I came back home and immediately started watching the fourth and fifth. And I, I, I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it was kind of disappointing how short they were up there. But at the same time, I mean, any Aquas is better than no Aquas. And yeah, just to have them in the States was was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not going to complain and, about watching the three episodes of Sunshine again. No, um, and, and the best part about it was watching it with other yes. uh, Aquas fans. Because uh, especially that first episode, like whenever someone's best girl was on, on camera, people lost their damn minds. Uh, which was fun, and and every time a song came up, um, especially 
you know, most notably the the OP and the ED, like people were doing the calls for the the uh, uh, the OPs and the EDs. Um, so that was just a ton of fun to be in a, in the crowd for that, um, and <laughs> everybody shouting because uh, you know you get to episode three, you get to the the um, what I call the start dash episode because pretty much what it is. Um, where you know they're having their concert and Chica's all sad when the when the the power gets cut, uh, and everybody just shouting, you know, uh, come but in, like you can do it and stuff like that, and like it was it was really fun, like more fun than I was expecting to have rewatching the first three episodes of Sunshine for like the billionth time. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I there are definitely complaints we could lobby at lob at that, but um you at the end of the day it's aquas in america so please any, give us any, more any extra aquas is more aquas yeah exactly exactly and you got to you got to see hanamaru do the maru again so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh from there we again milled about i think we had some lunch or something um until the second concert um which this time we had seats with you btag um, we got in to the venue and I was really surprised a, there wasn't a huge line going in and B how long it took everyone to get in. Like people were much, much slower getting into this concert than the other one. But I think that might be because everyone had the same thought of, well, it didn't start at, like the first concert didn't start until this time. So maybe this time I'll just come at a later time and just beat the line. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah let's let's jump into that concert uh what did you guys how do you guys feel about this concert compared to the other concert starting with b-tech uh this is more my type of concert in general like i like uh i love the first season of love live i love sunshine now i i, I it was a, i came to the like reality that i might actually like the girls in sunshine more than the original love life girls which was a startling wow. revelation uh yeah because I just don't dislike anybody or like hate them with the vitriol of like I do for uh, <laughs> like Hanayo or Katori or <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love this. This concert was incredible. I thought just the energy that everybody had, the uh, we'll get to it. But, you know, when different when different performers come together to perform a song that like neither of them sing. <laughs> Like how this concert started off was really, oh, yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I loved it. And you, Stephen? Oh, for me, like I was coming into this concert. I'm one of the performers was Konami Suzuki, and I'm a huge Konami Suzuki fan. Um, I've gone to her concerts in Japan just to see her perform. Um, so this was always going to be a big one for me. Um, but yeah, it it was. It's it, again. It's kind of I'm kind of with B tag on this. That, that kind of it's my type of music. I like I buy all the singles for OPs and things from Japan. So um, it's kind of you're getting all of this, all of the singers in that like maybe I wasn't so familiar with all the idol groups, but with all of these singers, I was at least slightly familiar. Um, right. And seeing the crossovers was um, yeah that that's the interesting part of it. Seeing like when they sing together between the groups, like that's that's the bit you're there for. You've got all these performers in one place, um, which is a rarity anyway. 
Um, so it's good yeah. to see that, that those crossovers. For sure. And uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with a, a crossover. Uh, this concert started with Konomi Suzuki and Angela singing A Cruel Angel Thesis, which again, like uh, B-Tag alluded to, neither of them sang. And the crowd went apeshit. Like it was crazy. Like that was the strongest possible way they could have started <laughs> off uh, this concert. Um, and then from there, we uh, we got Konomi Suzuki singing this game, Blowout, and Redo. Um, unfortunately, the list we have doesn't have the anime that they're attributed to. Do you guys do you guys have that? So yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, this game is the OP for um, or, No Game No Life. No game. Yeah. Right. Um, you've got Blowout, which is the OP for uh, Akashic Records. Um, right. Of last okay. season and Redo is the OP for uh, ReZero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, I, don't, uh, I don't recognize a lot of these songs by name, but... And yeah. in case people don't know, Cruel Angel Thesis is the Evangelion OP. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, she got... Uh, like, she... Like I said before, this... Uh, the, the first song really hyped up the crowd, but it was impressive to me that Konomi Suzuki maintained that level of, of crowd hype throughout her performances um and so like i don't know i I, i've never seen a a solo artist perform from japan so it was surprising to me because i thought that this one was going to be much more subdued than the idol concert because idol fans can get really ridiculous i mean we saw some of the dudes like doing the what are they called? Wotoge or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, those guys can get pretty nuts. Anyway, so I was, yeah, pleasantly surprised and it kept going from there. So uh, thoughts on Konomi Suzuki, uh, B-Tag? Uh, just real, real, real fun. Uh, really got the crowd going. At, like, name-wise, I thought she would have been one of the later ones to come out. Yeah, for but sure. It, like, I think that's what most of us are thinking. But starting the show with a showstopper, you know, got the crowd really, really into it. And uh, I think like we, they were able to carry the momentum for most of it. There might have been a lull in the middle where people didn't really know what was going on, but yeah, it was really good. And I didn't know. I, I I've heard all of those songs before, and I couldn't like you know place what they were from. And then I got home and felt like a real idiot when I looked it up. No, I mean it's the same. Like the if you haven't seen a show in a long time, and and you're so used like like Blowout, the was the only one I was like, oh, I know that one. I have Crow Angel Ceases stuff, but the that one's kind of timeless. Um, if you haven't seen the show for a long time, it's easy to forget the the OP music unless you you know have it on your your phone or whatever and listen to it all the damn time. Um, so yeah, it was the exact same for me. That, that that's why I had to ask because I don't recognize these songs by uh, by their title. But yeah, you hear it and you're like, oh, I know this song. Where do I know this song from? Uh, what about you, Stephen? Uh, Thoughts well, on Konomi Suzuki? Yeah, for me, like uh, I always have Konomi Suzuki's music on my iPod, so it's always there. It's in my like <laughs> training playlist. Um, so, she, like, I, I I've seen her perform in Japan, and this was equivalent level of energy. To be honest, um, nice. She just comes out, puts it all down, um, and I pretty much did the same because after that. After she left the stage, I realized how much my arms hurt from all the oh, lights yeah. that you <laughs> um, So the rest of the concert was me holding my arm up, trying to trying to rest it slightly. 
because um, <laughs> I think I kind of blew all my energy on the first one. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> After the first concert, I was I was pretty tired going into this concert, uh, but I was surprised at how much energy I was able to summon up. Uh, especially since we weren't drinking water that those first no. couple days, we were drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> B-Tag was the smart one. Um, all right, so from there we went into uh, Mashiro Aino, who sang Vanilla Sky, New Look, and uh, Ideal Wiped. Do we have the the shows those are from, or are they the originals? Uh, I got it. Uh, Vanilla Sky is the OP to Gunslayer Stratos. Mm-hmm. New Look is the ED to Recreators. And uh, Ideal White is uh, the OP to Unlimited Blade Works. Ah, One of the OPs. Okay, okay. Right, right. Well, a show I've actually started watching recently. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this one... <laughs> I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't. I didn't know a whole lot of her work. I had heard Ideal White because people link OPs and EDs in our our Discord all the time, uh, but it wasn't that recognizable to me. Um, so, did you guys recognize this one more? Uh, I recognized the Unlimited Blade Works OP, but the others I definitely did not. So I I, re- I, I recognize the. Um... Irregular to Magic High School OP because I watched that on the plane across. So oh, that's right. <laughs> um, so that one, that one kicked straight in, and the Killer Kill opening. Um, that one is Wait, one of my favorite anime. Opening? Yeah, the ambiguous is uh, the second OP for Killer Kill. Mm, oh, so that's is was that was that Mashiro Aino? Oh, I've skipped on. <laughs> 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 spoilers yeah. it's all good it's all good yeah um no i i definitely recognize that one too uh but yeah so mashiro i know um definitely the same level well, or at least mostly the same level of energy as konomi suzuki uh but because i didn't really know a whole lot of the songs i was just kind of like yay moving my my light six along with the crowd it was still fun and uh i'm i'm definitely interested in or looking forward to hearing uh, ideal white more uh, as i move further into unlimited blade works but um yeah let's move on <laughs> uh the next one was guard uh, you guys are gonna help tell me what this one is it garnadelia garnadelia yeah Garnidelia. yeah okay and uh saying um they sang uh, uh ambiguous uh grilletto Speed Star, uh, Yakusoku Promise Code, and um, they did a uh, a duet with Mashiro Ayano to sing uh, Sorairo Days. And do we have the list for that one? Uh, yeah, so I have the list for that one. That one is um, so ambiguous. Is the opening for Killer Kill? Uh, Grilletto is the OP for Irregular at Magic High School. Um, the second OP for that one. Um, Speed Star is uh, the original Magic High School in the movie, ED. Um, okay. And Yakusoku Promise Code is the Qualidia Code, ED. Mm. Um, okay. And then Sorairo Days, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I think that was the one that when we were during the concert was questioning. Uh. Um, Gurren Lagan. Right, 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 right. Okay. 
So I pretty much just knew the first and last song of the night. Uh, but uh, uh, Garnadelia is um, is a really fun uh, band. It's a the lead singer and uh, a keyboard player, and like their little talk segment was was a lot of fun. Um, the uh, I think the the keyboard player was blown away by how much love he got uh, from the crowd. Um, and all of their, so- well, you know, just about all of their songs were, were real, real high intensity, like, you know, high intensity stuff. Um, how'd you guys feel about uh, Garnadelia, B-Tech? Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, I think at this point in the concert, it was my second favorite. Like a Konomi Suzuki really got the energy going. Mash- yeah, Mashiro Ayano was great, but it was definitely a step down. And then Garnadelia was certainly in the middle of those two. I think. Mm. Steven? Yeah, I think I think for me because because I I I watched a regular Magic High School as I said before on the plane that her their music was in the front of my mind. So as soon as it kicked into those songs, it was suddenly kind of they just they absolutely smashed it the concert. Um, mm. They they came on high energy straight into it, um, and yeah, you could you could see all of these performers just were leaving it all out there on the stage, for sure. Um, now I don't want to I don't want to say it this way because I mean, but like this was my least favorite part of the concert. <laughs> it, it was the time I got the most rest. Uh, Alley Project, which is not to say her music's bad, it's just not conducive to the energy we were we were feeling at the time. Yep uh ali project came on stage uh she's the only way i could describe it is i guess i've no because she's been around for much much longer but the only way, way I, I could equate it in my head is like a lady gaga type thing because she was in like this ridiculous dress so it was clear that she wasn't going to be jumping around and getting people you know hyped and stuff like that she pretty much just stood still and sang um ali project sang uh boku koku uh kakuse catharsis uh, Yukio Seishunka, uh, Seishun, Seishu, take two, Seishujo, uh, Ryo, Ryoiki, uh, and Rara Eve Shinseiki. That's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> did, do you guys have the, the, the list of what those were? I know one of them was, was, um, one of the, the anime that I had on my list recently on the Twitter poll. It was, uh, Raisin Maiden? Raisin Rosen Maiden, something Maiden. like that. Yeah. Raisin Maiden. Uh, yeah, words. I got it. So the first song was the ending theme to Dot Hack Roots. Mm. Um, okay. The second one is the first ending of Code Geass. Okay. Uh, there is the OP to Rosen Maiden. And then it's the OP to The Girl Who Left Through Space. I only knew one of those songs. <laughs> I, like the Rosen Maiden one, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll give this anime a try since, well, again, it's on the list and I'm going to have to. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, other than that, Code Geass is pretty much it. <laughs> what about what about you guys? Did anything ring a bell f- from this performer? Or did you guys have the same opinion as me? I mean, I've seen Code Geass, so that song sounded familiar. I certainly couldn't put a finger on it. Um yeah, so nothing really. I didn't really remember anything, and like you said, it was just such a weird like change of energy. Yeah, like everybody yeah. was getting like 
you know, everybody enjoys jumping up and down and swinging their arms wildly. And then like to have a bunch of slow paced songs right in the like middle of the concert was certainly a lull. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, it was a nice rest though. Cause honestly, all <laughs> I was doing was sitting and kind of waving, like not waving my arms, but just kind of like arms kind of at my side, just kind of like waving the sticks back and forth with minimal energy. Yeah. And, and I think <laughs> people are so ready to like start going crazy with their light sticks, but they, there was never a time where the song picked up enough for them to do it. So they no, were trying to like all. figure out a time where it's like, ah, this is still slow paced, but it's kind of quicker than before. So should we start going crazy with light sticks now or should we still do the <laughs> slow thing constantly? <laughs> uh, what about, what about you, Stephen? What do you I, think I'm of this? exactly the same opinion. It was, it was okay. nice to have a rest. Um, yeah yeah but, for sure yeah it was it was it was definitely a completely different start to everything else that had been so far um mm-hmm. it was a real it was almost kind of a jarring change of pace yeah um, no it it just threw you off a bit I that would be in the be middle first. yeah yeah i, I kind of figured you'd be first if if that's the way they were going i figured like start slow build up ramp up ramp up but uh this is what we got <laughs> Uh, moving on, we got, uh, mid, uh, oh, sorry, Minori Chihara, uh, who did, um, Paradise Lost, Terminated, uh, Kyokai no Kanata, and then she had a duet with Alley Project singing Celestial Diva, uh, and then she left, and, uh, we got the, the song I was most excited to hear, uh, Hare Hare Yukai, and then Freedom Dreamer. So aside from Hari Hari Yukai, which I'll say that's uh, the uh, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, um, what were the other songs from? Um, uh, so still, the, oh, oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, for this one, we got uh, Paradise Lost, which is the an insert song for Melancholy of uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh, the second one is the opening theme song for Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere. Mm. Um, and then you've got the opening theme for um, uh, Beyond the Boundary. Um, now, <laughs> uh, Freedom Dreamer, I've not actually found. <laughs> um, well, anything so, anything uh, on Celestial so, Diva? Yeah, so Freedom Dreamer, uh, Celestial Diva, um, that is the... <laughs> um, it's, the, it's, it's the opening song for an iOS game. That's why I couldn't find it. Okay. Um, I mean, no, that's fine. <laughs> that was that was good selling, man. You're you're a podcaster already. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it's an iOS game called Chaos Gems, or something like that. Okay, um, it hasn't. I couldn't find an English name for it. Uh, odd choice, real odd choice. Yeah, uh, and then Freedom Dreamer is the ending theme for a live action um anison plus it's a series on tv tokyo apparently oh so yeah I, another odd choice yeah yeah I, I don't know why they wouldn't end with hare hare yukai like that was i mean what a lot of people i think were there to, to watch or yeah. seeing probably paradise lost but um still i mean uh good performance uh a definite ramp up in energy uh thoughts Tech. Uh yeah, uh, Paradise Lost is all, is an insert song, but it's also the OP to Gare Zero, which I'm a big fan mm. of. Uh, oh. So that was the one that got me like really excited because I think I'm the only one here that's seen Gare Zero, uh, which I'd recommend people should watch. 
uh, that one got me hyped. And uh, I mean, the Haruhi song, of course, like the crowd was just going insane with their like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, yeah. Doing... yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Yeah, that was big ramp up energy. And it was either, it was one of my favorite performances. In terms of like singing quality, it might have been my favorite. Uh, maybe tie with Kodomi Suzuki, but I think we're getting to our favorite performance in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but before that, uh, Stephen, your thoughts on Minori Chihara? Um, so I didn't really know about uh, Minori Chihara except for the OP for Beyond the Boundary, which I love that anime so much. Um, the, uh, the OP, that was the only one that I recognized out of a lot of them. Cause, um, so yeah, it was definitely up the pace. There definitely seemed to be a lot of um, Minori Chihara fans in the crowd. Uh, I noticed yeah. quite a lot of uh, t-shirts with like her previous concerts um, kind of dotted around. Um, so it definitely seemed like she was a, a fan favorite in the crowd. Yeah, for sure. You you uh, you always find uh, the most interesting people at these concerts, or at least I noticed, uh, because uh, like we said before, we didn't know there were Daya fans. Apparently, there's a bunch of them. And now, like, you like, I didn't know that there were, you know, Minori Chihara, Ko- uh, Konomi Suzuki, like, legit fans here in the States who go to concerts overseas. Uh, so that was nice to see that they they were getting um, recognition from their uh, supporters, which I think we're probably are definitely supporters of new people now that we've seen them in concert. Uh, especially... This next band, uh, which I am definitely a supporter of now because their onstage chemistry was outstanding. Uh, this was Angela, who we had seen at the very beginning of the concert singing a Cruel Angel Thesis. Um, they started out, it's, uh, by the way, Angela, it's a, a singer and a guitarist, keyboard player, guitar player. Like he plays all, like whatever he needs to. Um, and and stand up comedian. And stand-up comedian. He is really effing funny. Uh, they sang uh, Boku Ha uh, Boku De Ate. Is it Boku Wa? Is that what that's supposed to be? Anyway. Uh, Kings, uh, Sidonia, and uh, Shangri-La. I think I can guess what one of those songs is from. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just, just for shits and grins, give me the list, please. Okay. Uh, the first song, which is a collaboration with Fripside, which will come into play later. Uh, for one of her ending jokes. Uh, that's the oh, Ajin yeah. OP. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Kings is the OP to K Project. Uh, okay. Uh, K or whatever it's called. Sidonia uh, is the OP for Knights of Sidonia. And <laughs> Shangri-La is the OP for Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I honestly didn't know that Shangri-La was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, well, I clearly we didn't know a whole lot of this person's no i don't know I, I guess i'm speaking for myself i didn't know a whole lot of this person or these people's um, um works uh but without a doubt this was the most fun i had during the concert because they are both ridiculously funny um at one point uh, the the um guitar player i can't remember their names for life maybe you guys have that like or? katsu or something with a k yeah <laughs> i don't know just I'll call him guitar player. Uh, the guitar player uh, uh, equated the lead singer's name to uh, Idolmaster Cinderella Girls, and she started singing Onegai Cinderella, and the crowd started doing the chants with them. It was great. It was like, and 
they would always uh, make jokes that like we in the crowd already knew everything and um, <laughs> the ending joke, which I'll, I'll save for last. Uh, we'll get to that later. Was fantastic. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Angela starting with B-Tech? Uh Well, first off, uh, her wardrobe was something to behold. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mention that. Yeah. Go ahead, Della. About that. Uh, she came out with like a full like, I mean, it clearly wasn't, but it looked like a taxidermy lion head just like plastered on her torso. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was really bizarre. I, I don't. Do you remember what she was wearing earlier? Was it just normal clothes? I think it was just normal clothes, but yeah, she came out in like a, God, I don't even know what it was. Like it, it wasn't a dress. It was just kind of like an outfit, but like it was furry and on the, on, on her torso. Yeah. It was this giant, it looked like a real blind's head. Um, and at one point the guitar player guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Steven? Uh, yeah, it was definitely the, the surprise of the evening because <laughs> I'd never, I'd never heard of Angela. Um, and yeah, the the straight away coming out, lion's head on torso, um, the guitarist dressed like a like kind of a jester band leader. Um it was surreal. <laughs> it was it was it was I think it was the most Japan. Um so I think that was it was a it was they definitely saved the best to last, I think, in terms of like getting the crowd um who were tired by that point have gone through all of them it was the perfect ending i would say yeah oh yeah yeah no it 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 made us laugh they they definitely knew how to get the crowd involved um yeah then the jokes were fantastic i mean yeah go ahead uh, i was just gonna say like in terms of the actual songs that performed um like the sidonia op i i love knights of sidonia at least the first season i haven't finished the second that song is so it gets you so hyped Oh yeah, like the energy that song has, and then uh, Shangri La I haven't seen, but like I'm prone to looking up like, like if I'm just gonna be doing something around the house or something, I'll put on like top 100 anime ops, and I always hear that song, and I've always loved it. And when that song popped up, I'm like, oh shit, I've never seen the show, but I love the song, so that was nice to see. Nice. Uh, yeah, and, and w- which one was the song? Was it Sidonia or? I want to say it was Sidonia or Kings, maybe it was Shangri-La, but I'm pretty sure it was it was in the middle, uh, where they taught us like there was a special like special moves that went oh, to yeah. that dance, and uh, I thought that was really cool because the way they taught us was again in like they did their whole like basically stand up act, yep, um, to get us all involved in the performance. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was definitely not the best. Oh, uh, okay. They were great singers, amazing singers. But I'd say my favorite singers were were either Minori Chihara or Konomi Suzuki. But in terms of getting everyone involved, they were the best, yep. especially at the end. And I'll go ahead and, and throw the joke out there where the, the lead singer said how much he loved America and how he wanted a green card. <laughs> and then he, he asked the crowd, will one of you marry me? And so, of course, all the, the girls in the audience, you know, lose their shit because he's, he's a decent looking dude. Um, and, uh, he's, he's pointing to all the girl, like to different girls. He goes, Oh, she's, you know, like in, in English, <laughs> pretty okay. English. It's like, Oh, she's hot. Oh, she's good looking. And then he points to the third one. He goes, Oh, you, Oh, sorry. And then like, I guess there's a, <laughs> there was a girl in the front row in a cat onesie and he goes, Oh, she's a babe. 
I like so the whole time, like even when they're leaving the stage, he's like, please, someone marry me. I need a green card. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like start to finish. I laughed uh, with those people. Uh, it not definitely not when they were singing, but like their in their in betweens were great. So excellent way to end the concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic overall performance. Um, and, and <laughs> just uh, saying, it's joke at the end of every joke is yeah. the perfect oh, way to get, they like, totally end did the that. Joke. Yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah, they totally like she totally did it's joke. I'm like, oh, Mari would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, we we. I, we got out of that concert. I mean, I definitely wasn't on the same high as the, the previous concert, but that's because, I mean, come on, awkward. But uh, I was very happy and satisfied with, you know, the money spent uh, to see that concert. Yeah, and then I, I don't want to end this without saying the final lineup was also, also it contained quite a few jokes from her <laughs> with the other performers. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, uh, when they when they lined up to take their final bow, uh, yeah, she she messed up the name like because she was uh, the the lead singer of, of Angela was uh, um, was emceeing saying you know introducing Konomi Suzuki blah 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 I forget whose name she messed up it was Garnadelia she said Flipside yeah that's right Flipside <laughs> <laughs> and so she she uh, she did the whole like head to the floor bow uh, saying her, she was sorry to. Uh, to Garnadelia and she told the audience this is an ancient Japanese greeting (laughs) (laughs) as if none of us knew (laughs) Uh, yeah no she she had me rolling I I honestly hope because I know they were recording I honestly hope they they put out blu-rays of that of the of both concerts yeah and I I hope they do so soon because uh, I would love to relive that concert Mm -hmm. as many times as possible and then her uh their new single is the OP for Aho Girl, which is what got yeah. me to watch that. Are you serious? Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Aho Girl's great, though. It's fantastic. We'll, we'll get to that in the First Impressions <laughs> podcast. Um, go watch it. Go watch it so that you know what we're talking about when we get to the First Impressions podcast. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, we got done with that. And um, uh, B-Tag, unfortunately, had to leave us. And again... Postcon beers, um, talking about all the stuff that happened. Uh, day two of Anime Expo because this is not the Any Song World Matsuri cast, and <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want it to be. Um, got up early, met up with uh, Stephen, and we hit the Aniplex of America panel. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. It was emceed by the same guy who did the SakuraCon Aniplex uh, panel. Uh, Logan so yeah I mean same guy he sometimes his jokes are real hit or miss but he he does know how to you know get people involved and, and keep people excited um, some announcements which I mean they're already out there so you know don't message me saying I already know that meh okay meh uh, uh, Blu-rays for working or www.working I should say uh, Blue Exorcist Kyoto Saga um, uh, Fate Grand Order First Order which I'm excited about because I'd like to own that Blu-ray um, uh, dubs. I know Hana's getting a dub, but we already had that from SakuraCon. Uh, so all you guys who have seen it can uh, tell me how I should watch it again. Um, and dubs for Occultic Nine, which made me laugh because right next to me was Steven, who very audibly laughed. 
<laughs> so uh I, I remember hearing bad stuff about it but that that one made me laugh because Needless i heard to say kind of... i did not like that show <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh and then uh I, the announcements uh of the show which i was excited for uh record of grand crest war which will be a um a new series from the writer of the record of Lotus war. And when are we getting those blu-rays? Holy crap. I haven't seen that show since it was on VHS. Good Lord. Uh, and we also got a, a PV for uh, a war Monogatari two, which is coming up here pretty soon. Um, oh, it looked really good, really, really good, but made me sad because I think we're losing a character that I really like. Um, not my favorite, not definitely not best girl, but I really like her nonetheless. Uh, from there, uh, we met up with B-Tag at the Violet Evergarden premiere. Uh, we are not going to spoil it here. Uh, so sorry, everybody. Uh, but, uh, briefly guys, uh, go, go ahead and, um, what'd you guys think of, of Violet Evergarden episode one? I, I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it looks beautiful, of course, which Every, it's Joanna, it's, yeah. yeah, it shouldn't be any surprise. Um, I left with a lot of concerns about the actual series in terms of will it be, will there be parts that are episodic, which I'm not a huge fan of and never have been. Uh, is the main character a little too emotionless? Uh, the, so those are my concerns, but the first episode was incredible. And I'm like very, very, very much looking forward to the actual series. For sure. Steven? Yeah, I think it was it was a weird one um, that they were going to premiere it at AX anyway because it's so far ahead of its actual premiere. Yeah, um, yeah was it winter next year? Yeah, January eighteen, I think they said it was. Jesus, um, so it's so long to wait for it. Um, but I'd previously read some fan translations of the light novels, um, so I kind of went into it knowing what to expect, and I was it's Kyo Annie, so I was just blown away by the the animation style. Um, but again, uh, the questions to raise from it would be, can Kyoani keep up that level of quality for a 12-episode series? And I think yeah. they proved it before on um, things like San Euphonium. But yeah. it's, 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 it's just a question because it was stunning. Um, but whether they can keep it up, that's, that's another question. Yeah, no, the uh, the animation quality like really blew me away just for a first episode, even for a KyoAni show. Um, so I look forward to the rest of it. Uh, I do have some concerns about the plot as well, uh, more along the lines of of uh, the mentality of the character um, and what she's been through. Uh, but we won't get into that. Uh, look forward to our first impressions podcast next effing year. Um, think of her as your own <laughs> child. As they said, like eighty-seven times oh, in the Q and A, they really want us to think of her as our own child, and I'm like, I don't, I couldn't possibly have a child that old. Um, oh wait, no, could I? How old was she again? She's pretty young. I guess if I got started really early, I could have had a kid that young, but <laughs> thankfully I didn't. Um, so yeah, uh, and then we had a, a performance by uh, True uh, in that panel. Uh, because she sang the OP and she sings the OP or she sang the OP for us, uh, which was pretty good. Uh, decent performance. Uh, definitely not the same energy as uh, any song. Like everybody was sitting down the whole performance. Um, but still, um, not a bad way to end the segment. 
Uh, moving on. Uh, all right. This is where we split up. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, B-Tag. This is actually where we lose B-Tag. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went to the In This Corner of the World U.S. premiere, uh, which again, as uh, I stated at the beginning of the cast, um, was about 45, 50 minutes late, maybe a little later. I can't really recall, but it took them forever to get us in there. And unfortunately, the line was so damn long, I got capped and B-Tag couldn't go. And I think this is the point where you left the con. Uh, pretty much. I, I walked around like artist alley a bit and then left. But yeah, right. like that room, the room was too small. The room was too small for how like exciting of a thing that was. Yeah. For a premiere, yeah. for a premiere of a movie. And I got there, we got there, what, like an hour and a half before it started. Cause that's when final Evergarden got out. Yeah. And I have a feeling that even if I left like during the Q and a or before the Q and a started, I still like wouldn't have been in that line. The line that was, nobody knew where the end of it was nobody knew where the actual line was like it was horribly mismanaged like everything is uh and well, like, i got kind of fed up and left even then i mean uh there were people who were at the end of the line who didn't make it in because the room was really small it was theater it was a theater like seating room which was nice but at the same time it was really small um so i mean yeah disappointing on that front um i won't spoil the movie uh, it, it's about, um, I mean, just brief synopsis. It, it's about, a we follow a girl, uh, her life from, from childhood to a, her adult years, uh, growing up in Hiroshima and then being married off, uh, to a, a desk clerk at the Naval Station in, in Kure. And this all takes place, uh, before and during, and then a little after the, the uh, World War II. Um, it's very... Uh, it's artistically different because it's based off a manga and they wanted to stay true to the manga. Um, It's obviously going to be very sad, uh, but it's an interesting look into the day to day rather than, you know, the military um, stuff uh, of world war two in, in a country that's uh, like, you see them very slowly. You you see them start to, to lose the war and where they're losing the war due to rations and stuff like that. And, um, it, it's a good it's a good movie it's a really good movie the the interesting part for me was at the end of the movie the director went over uh how they kind of crafted this movie over seven years uh and he had a um uh an excel sheet and on the excel sheet was every day from i want to say 1939 or 1940 to 1945 in curé and what the weather was like what ships were in the harbor that day, uh, all this crazy stuff. Like it was the probably the most meticulous uh, crafting a movie movie I've ever seen since like uh, what was his name? Um, ah, damn it! I just lost it. The guy who made The Shining, uh, Full Metal Jacket, um, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick. Since Kubrick did the you know the whole was it like hundred and twenty some odd takes to get a scene right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was crazy. And then they showed us pictures. They had like, yeah, not a lot survived the bombing of Hiroshima. Uh, but during the Hiroshima scenes, we wanted um, we wanted to be as true to life as possible. So they, they constructed scenes uh, using these pictures. And then like survivors were, would come forward and be like, uh, yeah, this, this, this shop that you can't see the front of because, you know, the picture doesn't show it. It had this kanji and in, in this font and there was a handrail out front. And I remember as a young girl, like standing out front of there and all that stuff. So everything is crafted to survivors memories. Um, 
and uh, uh, they they even included like when they they met these survivors they like as I guess extras or like little background characters there would be like uh, this girl and her family and like her baby brother and stuff like that standing on the street corner which I thought was like amazing that I mean it, it makes sense that it took seven years to make this movie um, but I hope it, it gets a Western release soon because it's one that I think a lot of people should watch i think mid-august oh there you go go watch it uh it's fantastic and and don't take it as a america bashing thing it isn't i mean just just watch it for what it is it's people experiencing war um okay moving on uh while i was at the in this corner of the world thing uh getting my mind blown by all that stuff uh steven you were doing other things care to tell us what uh yeah, I was watching uh a hologram uh singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh the Miss Monochrome concert they were holding in a fairly small room um in AX. Um which uh for those of you who don't know, uh, Miss Monochrome is it's essentially a creation of the voice art- artist uh, Yui Horie, um who's starred in a number of anime. Um, both as a singer and um, as a voice actress. Um, and she's essentially a almost like a Miku-esque character um, that shows no emotion and loves singing. So, <laughs> um, so essentially they were putting this concert on um, in, this, in this fairly small room. Uh, and yeah, I spent an hour um, essentially with... Bunch of other people uh, with light sticks jamming out to a, a hologram singing, uh, <laughs> which yeah, that was good. It was it was great fun. Um, I'd been to Miku concerts in the past, so like I know the kind of the rough how how it is. It's a it's the separation between and people saying like uh, Arigato to a hologram shouting it at the end <laughs> is one of my favorite experiences of those type of concerts. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really good. Cause it, it kind of ran, it was one of the only ones that I went to that ran on time and finished on time. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, which is really surprising the amount of technology that goes into that, that they, they basically rip, put it all up and ripped it all down within an hour. Now, um, uh, you were telling me something about, uh, the, was it the director or like the creator of Miss Monochrome, yeah. something like that, who yeah. was like directing the the dancer or no the the light stick thing, right? Like, so he's a huge fan himself. Yeah. So so most people who were in the audience were aware of like the the Monochrome because uh, Miss Monochrome was in uh, an anime series. Um, I think it's ran for three series, um, like a bunch of shorts. Um, but very few people had actually been to a, a Monochrome concert, so no one knew the light stick moves. So. It started out at the start uh, with um, the director at the front basically doing the moves to copy. Um, and he's like the main director of all of Monochrome songs. So he's there doing the light sit moves. And then about ha- about 20 minutes in, the rest of the whole production crew came out and were doing all the moves at the start way more um, vigorously than any of the audience were doing it. Like they were losing their minds <laughs> themselves. Um, and yeah, that was, that was an incredible experience seeing them all at the front, just like, just having fun. Um, and everyone else joining in on that phone. It was, it was like, yeah, shared experience. It was really good. Nice. Gotta love what you do. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> so, so how long was that concert? So that was it. It went on for about forty minutes. Um, it was about there was uh, ten minutes at the start where they actually brought out uh, Yui Horie herself. She came out and introduced the character, um, and then she went off, introduced Monochrome. The concert started, and then that stopped about ten minutes before the end. And then they essentially explained the reason why Miss Monochrome was in AX this year, which is they've got some new software that's coming out called um, or Showmaker. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a VR concert experience that you can kind of direct yourself. Um, so they're, they're really promoting that. So they, they brought Monochrome over to just show what you can do in the app. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much, it was an hour start to finish, which was to fit in 40 minutes of a concert. I was hi- highly surprised. Yeah. Very efficient with their time. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to see when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, we met up at um, uh, another panel. Uh, yeah, you actually went there first, right? Go ahead, introduce. Yeah, so I so I went to another uh, panel straight afterwards. That um, uh, it was a Q and A panel with um, Itaru Hinue, who is um, is a essentially an artist. Um, she's mainly a character artist, and she started off. She was one of the fo- founding members of Key, um, who create a load of vi- visual novels that. You may or may not be aware of like Canon, uh, Air, Clanad, um, and she was primarily the the sole art director of all of those projects. Um, so hugely regarded in the the visual novel um, area, um, and it was basically te- her talking through what where her inspiration comes from. Um, she's now left Key, so kind of part of that process um, of what she's doing now solo and being freelance in as a character designer and as art director. Um, and that was really a unique experience because I've, I'm a huge visual novel fan um, and especially key stuff. Um, so to see her and talk, I think for me, the biggest part was she talked through her process in uh, the game rewrite, uh, which was an anime uh, two seasons ago. Um, she wrote the whole story of that. Um, and she wow. was she pitched that to the head of Key, and she was the sole director, uh, the art director and character designer for all of that um, that visual novel. So it was really it was really unique her talking through her creative process um, and how she did that and how she, how she got rejected about twenty times on the pro- plot, and every time she went back to pitch it, she never changed it. <laughs> until the until the main head of key just gave up and gave her the game she wanted very nice and yeah, no, i i came in late on that one uh around the time um they were doing the q a and and honestly uh, i wasn't paying attention a whole <laughs> lot to that uh i don't not that i don't like her or her work or visual novels but i'm, I'm just not a huge fan of q a's um but the reason we were there uh, was for the next panel, uh, which was the JAST panel. Uh, those of you who don't know, JAST or JList, JBox, uh, per- have been providing uh, the anime community with um, anime goods, visual novels, and my favorite, because this is how I found them, Aeroge, uh, hentai stuff and all kinds of stuff for years and years and years. It was the very first um, 
like anime goods uh, place I ever found well, back in, I want to say 2006, 2007. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, but admittedly I, I found other ones for different things now. Um, but they were announcing, uh, visual novels, uh, which was a lot of fun. And the thing that struck me about, about these panel, cause this, this was 18 plus, right? Or was it not? Uh, no, this was an 18 plus one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so 18 plus panels, I find are a lot more fun, uh, in, in terms of the audience. Cause the audience all knows why they're there. I mean, come on, we know why we're there. <laughs> uh, and like we all joke and stuff, but like there was a guy who sat down next to us and he's like, Hey, I'm, I don't really know a whole lot about these. Is there any, I should really get involved in. And immediately like everyone around him was like, this one's super easy. This one's a lot of fun. This one's pretty quick. This one's good for beginners. And like we, by the end he, he had a list on his phone of like 20 visual novels and arrow gay that he could get into immediately. Um, and I, he, I think he was there with his girlfriend and it's like, <laughs> oh, well, have fun with them. Because so, he asked specifically for a rogue at first. So it's like, well, have fun playing Let's Meow Meow in front of your girlfriend. Um, unless she's into it too, which, hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You picked a winner. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were there for the announcements. And uh, the announcements uh, were, were pretty spectacular, especially the first one. Uh, he... Um, oh God, his name escapes me. Help me out here. Uh, oh. the, the the head of Peter Peter Payne Peter uh, yeah Peter something or other. Um, he he started out the announcements by saying, "Who here likes Civ Civilization Civ Five? And a lot of us raised our hands, and instantly I was like, "Well, here's a game for me." <laughs> and yeah, it could not be more a game for me. It's called Au Senki. It is a conquest game where. All of the world leaders are females. Julius Caesar, King uh, King Arthur. I'm not sure who they got for America, but I'm I'd be willing to bet George Washington. Like all of them are women. You are trying to conquer the world, so there will be world peace. And after every time you you conquer a new world, you sleep with the the girl you just conquered. It sounds incredible. <laughs> uh, but I, obviously not for everybody. Don't, don't. Hey, so I'm going to let you know when these are aeroge. Most of them are. Um, so yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff and it sounds interesting, it's up for pre-order right now. There are two or three types of pre-order, regular, some kind of special edition and a special edition with an art book. I've already pre-ordered the one with the art book because I am that, that, that person, I guess. Uh, it looks like it might uh, be Columbus for USA. Really, Columbus? Yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was an American? Italian. He was yeah. a Spaniard, Spanish-backed Italian. Ugh, ugh. Whatever. You know what? I relish the I, the, the thought of of fucking Columbus <laughs> after for what he did for to the native people. Uh, I think Billy so, the Kid is also in the game. Not a world leader, but I guess okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, my uh my misgivings about their choices of, of historical figures aside. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Spango, what are your thoughts on AU Sinki? Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, starting the show with a showstopper again. Um, yeah. Like, uh, it was, yeah, as soon as they said, oh, who likes civilization? Same, straight yeah. on that. Like, this is going to be for me. Um, but, 
yeah, that where, where they were going through. I think the biggest conversation after that, there was um, a huge conversation between all the people around us after that panel about, oh, which world leaders would you like in this game? Um, oh, N- Napoleon is totally uh, there for for France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think like any any game like that, which is going to start a conversation after about what this game's about, I think you know you've you, they're onto a onto a winner there for sure. Uh, from there, they announced a sequel to the uh, Yuri title Flowers. I picked up like the. The sequel art and and PV was so good. I went and picked up the the uh, the first game. Hopefully, I can start playing that soon. Um, it's a Yuri game. If you're into Yuri, there it is. I'm not sure if it's got H scenes. I'd be willing to bet, but I think this one's more on the like on the up and up with like you know actual relationship type stuff. Uh, the next one was Majikoi, Love Me Seriously. I think this is an older title that they've just picked up. Uh, yeah, correct me is. if I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because there was a, there was a decent little cheer from the crowd, uh, for, for those who, um, you know, play the, the fan translated, uh, Yeah, I, I, I am one of those. So I've, I've kind of wanted this for a while. Like there's been a translate fan translation out for, I think potentially like three years now um so it's one that people want um and that they shall provide <laughs> and the last one they announced was machine child which is a game where you get this kind of i don't know i guess you could say like homunculus type girl who's like got no personality no memory and you kind of have to teach her about the world and uh, all like different manner of things and get her interested in certain in, in different stuff. Uh, the interesting thing about this one, this one's not going to be done for a while, but what caught my attention was it's by the creator of little witch Romanesque, which I loved. Uh, don't judge me. And uh, the music was, is done by the, um, the person who did uh, Nier Automata's uh, uh, soundtrack. So a couple winners there, at least for me, um, if you don't like little witch Romanesque, you're a monster. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I have no idea what to expect from Machine Child. Uh, do you know anything about it, Stephen? No, I've 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 not been able to find any more information on it. But I think it was the the audible like shock of people when it popped up that the the music was by the same person who um composed Near Automata. Um, yeah, I think the the visual shock between everyone like this is a visual novel and they've managed to get this is quite a coup. So. Um, mm. that definitely that definitely was the overriding impression of that one. Uh, by the end of this panel, we were exhausted <laughs> from two concerts and another whole day of conning. And we like at this point we realized, oh my god, we still have two days left, which we were excited for, but again exhausted. So we we post con beard, and then I went home. I think this is the earliest I went home, but even then it was still like midnight. Um, so yeah, uh, that was day two. Um, do you guys have any questions about, about any of the stuff we saw? Logan, B-Tag? Since, since now, now like B-Tag essentially at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this day, he, he pretty much told us I'm done with AX and I couldn't, I couldn't like agree with him more because it seemed like the lines for his badge were outrageous. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, any questions about day two? 
Uh, no, it's something something the audience might want to know. Okay, well, think of something for day three, damn it. Uh, <laughs> so let's launch right into day three. Day three started with the A1 Pictures panel, which uh, unfortunately was just pretty much the Aniplex panel, just like thinner because it was just the A1 stuff that Aniplex was doing. Um, same guy who did the Aniplex panel uh, was there uh, as well as the... I believe that was it the producer or the director of Fate Apocrypha? Uh, it was the director, I think. The director, yes. And he was noticeably surprised at how excited we were for Fate. Uh, but then they announced that this is when they announced that Fate Apocrypha would be coming to Netflix and Netflix wouldn't have it out till November 7th. And this was another one of those like very silent sighs of just like whole collective let out a breath and goddammit. But they did premiere episode one, which was a mistake because I'm not waiting on this show because I watched episode one. Uh, episode one, they premiered it. Uh, we got to watch it uh, start to finish. It was fantastic. And it pretty much resolved me that Netflix uh, can eat my ass. I will be buying the Blu-rays for this <laughs> to support the industry. Um I don't know. What, what, did you, what did you think of the panel as a whole and, and the, the first episode of Fate Apocrypha? Um, I, think, like, I think for me, I've, I'm, I like the Fate series, but I've never actually watched one since Fate Stay Night. Uh, that's the one that everyone goes, oh, really, that's the worst. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I've not watched it since then. So seeing Fate Apocrypha, the first episode, immediately I was like, I'm on board with Fate. I'm going to go back and watch it before i watch this one because clearly i've got till november 7th so yeah um, yeah i i actually spent all of yesterday binging uh fate zero because i had stopped that somewhere in the middle and yeah i now i just need to watch unlimited blade works which i'm probably gonna do today and tomorrow <laughs> uh but yeah so so um what did you uh how do i say this like, what do you think about the animation quality? Because being a person who started with with Fate, or who hasn't seen since Fate Say Night, and you haven't seen the affordable um, stuff, like, what do you think about the animation from A One Pictures? Like yeah, head and shoulders above. Like, it was yeah, blown away. Like the like, I, I keep getting told, oh, watch the affordable stuff. Fight scenes are the thing to watch. So go back and watch Fate Zero. Watch Unlimited Blade Works. See all that stuff. Um, but. Like from what A One Pictures is, then it's stunning. Like they, they like it start the the start of it like st- straight away, blown away. Like yeah, that, ba- that, that battle scene, scene to start with, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And it was like straight away, I'm on board with this. This looks great. Um, I need to watch everything else that leads to this. Yeah, and it's one of those things too. Like it seems that. Uh, uh, from what I'm looking at with uh, like now that I'm playing Grand Order, I've seen Stay Night and now I've seen all of Zero. Um, and now watching this, there's always some new quirk to the Grail War. <laughs> and this this season, we're getting a new quirk, which is which is fun. Um, uh, anyway, and then they showed us like uh, they and they emphasized no cameras, like, no like that. That's why I don't have a whole lot like I don't have any video or any like a whole lot of pictures from this con because almost every panel we went into was a no pictures no no video type thing uh but they're like we have an announcement you're the first in the world to see it and that was their their collab with with studio trigger 
on that uh, that sci-fi show, which name, like the name I forget. Um, but it was, it, it was, but it was just a, it was like essentially like a promotional poster that they showed us, and that's it. And I'm like, well, who cares? I mean, I mean, I'm interested. It looks amazing, and all well, like the just from that still, and I'm interested in a new sci-fi. But at the same time, like they really emphasized about like how jealousy. Japanese audiences were going to be that we got the announcement and this one like still image. I'm like, but they're going to get the PV first. They're going to get to go to the concerts where the idols sing the the opening and ending theme songs. They're going to get, you know, like, I don't understand why this was such a huge no-no to like tell anybody about this. Um, but that's Japan, I guess. Um, and then from there... <laughs> Uh, outside uh, when we left the A1 Pictures one, which uh, by the way we didn't mention this, Stephen, but that was a super late one. That, that one that was the longest, hour. I think. Yeah, yeah, o- over an hour delay on that one, and that was the first panel of the day for that room. That it took them an hour to sort out a technical issue. Which uh, when you do, when you don't have a premium pass, like you have to really plan out your day ahead of time. And yeah. for things to be starting hours later and ending later, it means you're going to like miss half of the things you wanted to see. Yeah. At this point, if you don't have a premium pass, what you have to do is you have to set hard times for yourself. And that, and that sucks as, a, as a, a fan and a con goer because essentially you have to say, okay, if it doesn't start at this point, I need to leave. Or if it starts at this point, but it goes a little over the time. I need to leave before like Q and A is over. I need to leave well before Q and A is over. Maybe I have to leave in the middle of a premiere, which is not cool. Yeah, um, I, w- I would definitely say the worst thing that I spotted with this one was that the pr- like because it started so late, there was a huge amount of premiere fans. They let build up. Um, yeah. So by the time they let everyone in, there were only like twenty seats for people who were waiting outside. Yeah, um, and, and which from the go ahead. Which, like, in my opinion, it's crazy. Like, if people outside have been queuing up for three hours, um, they, you, they need, they need the to be better on the caps. In front of us? Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The convers- yeah. There, there, was, there were people who almost fell out, like, passed out in the sun out there waiting on this panel. And luckily, those people got in because that would have been a damn shame if they'd st- stood out there all that time uh, just to be told... No, sorry, the line's cut off. But yeah, uh, Conmos uh, and all that aside, uh, the next panel we went to was the Warner Brothers Japan panel, uh, which was surprising to me how much I enjoyed this panel. Uh, it was in the the theater room where um, this corner of the world, in this corner of the world, was uh, premiered. Uh, and they started out really strong with an incredibly fun Keijo episode or not episode, I'm sorry, uh, like a, a video. And it was it was modeled like a talk show, uh, like a Japanese talk show between a, a reporter and a scientist on the, I don't know, the facts of Keijo and like how fast, um, wow, I forgot her name. Was it Nozomi? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how fast Nozomi how fast Nozomi's ass goes during the vacuum butt cannon move. And like, he's using very technical terms and showing how like uh, the vacuum butt cannon travels faster than like 
like a Boeing 747. <laughs> like, like PowerPoint slides. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and there was like even a chart of like, yeah, there were charts and graphs and stuff. Like it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. If Keijo comes to us in Blu-ray form, I demand that that video be on it. <laughs> um, because it was it was phenomenal. I And we actually got like a, a Keijo um, postcard from this panel as well. Um, and then they they... Uh, the big draw was uh, Ruby announcements. Uh, Ruby uh, season four will be getting a Japanese dub along with um, seasons one through three that they're, I guess, are out right now. So if you're into the Japanese voice actresses more, there you go. Um, and then they really teased at like, something is getting a new season. Something's getting a new season. But we already knew Food Wars was getting a third season. Um so that was the big announcement, which I was kind of disappointed about because they asked, what do you think is getting a new announcement? And I, in the middle of the panel, yelled out, Keijo. And she looked at me and goes, no. And I'm like, <laughs> um, so yeah, the Food War Season 3 was uh, another big announcement here, quote unquote announcement. Uh, but the cool thing was, was they had a, a special uh, message from the voice actress, the uh, voice actor and voice actress um, from... Uh, you're going to have to help me out with these names, Steven. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> From those two. Uh, so that was a, a nice for the fans. Uh, well, since you're a fan, Steven, what, what were your thoughts on on the panel as a whole and on the, the announcement? And well, any, any extra, I, I'm going to watch any extra Food Wars because that show is great. Um, <laughs> like, uh, and yeah, it was it was really good that they're like, they're the voice actors, like the message and things like um you could tell that well. They they filmed that especially for AX because there were AX references in there, um, and, and terrible English. Terrible English. Yeah, not from not from Megami's voice actress, but no. from the other guy. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his, his English was bad. Was bad. Um, but um, yeah, like they teased the next series. They did a they showed a PV, um, and yeah, and like any extra food wars, the imagery of all of the food and. Um, that it's 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 a great show. It's a great show. I would I would recommend it highly. Um, as a as a food show and also an action show because they get the mix just right. <laughs> well, now I have two recommendations for that show. <laughs> oh, it, it's on the list, but the the ever growing list. Um, all right. So from there, we went to the the exhibitor hall where I wrote down in our notes. Jas made me buy made us buy hentai. Um, yeah. Yeah, I bought some stuff. I bought non-hentai too. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to the Yui Hori panel, which, much like the A1 Pictures panel, were had a huge line for um, premiere fans, and even it, it was in a small room. It was in the A1 Pictures room. I think two thirds of that room filled up with premiere fans alone. Seriously, AX, like start putting headliners like that in bigger rooms because holy shit. Um, uh, we and while we were standing in the line, uh, Stephen, you can attest to this. We were we were looking up her, uh, the, all the characters she's played. I guess her filmography. Yeah, and uh, wow, she is in a ton of stuff. Um, and I like Stephen was laughing at me because I was I was scrolling through like, like oh I know who that is and like like I got to the very end and she's in familiar to zero she's the the maid uh, uh God her, that name um starts with an S I can't remember I haven't seen that show in so long but Siesta? I, I 
Siesta. Thank you. It, I remember. I'm like, it's a word that means something. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's Siesta, the maid from from Familiar to Zero. And I I gasped. I was like, oh, I love that character. She's like my favorite character from that show. Um. So yeah, uh, she's done a lot of stuff, but primarily the focus of that panel was uh, showmaker and promoting it and talking Miss Monochrome, which was fine by me. Um, what were your thoughts on that one, Stephen? So yeah, so I, I, I think I was the one who suggested that panel because that's um, right. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I'm aware of Yui Horie mainly through like um, some of her songs, like she did the OP for. Uh, Listen to me, girls. I'm your father, which I love that show. Um, and she's also um, Minoy Kishida in Toradora. Oh, so, Happy Girl. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, for Listen to me, girls. I'm your father. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So she <laughs> so she, she does she does like a number of like the songs for that, and I think she does um, the uh, one of the OPs for Toradora, or both of them. Um, so I was I was aware of her, and I was like, I've got to go to see her panel. And plus, I'd seen her at the Miss Monochrome concert the previous day, so oh no, it was totally worth it. I mean, it was, yeah. she's she's very funny. She's she's in her forties, but she introduced herself as Yui Horie, a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there there was an interesting dynamic I noticed uh, where she does not take credit for uh, Miss Monochrome at all. Uh, she claims that Miss Monochrome is her singing rival. Uh, and that uh, her and Miss Monochrome are good friends and stuff like that. So it's it's one of those you know very Japanese artisty thing where um, they'll stick to a script you know come hell or high water, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and then we got a preview for Showmaker, which was really interesting. I mean, it's it's essentially just you can make Miss Monochrome concerts, but uh, because it's on Steam and because it's on the Steam Workshop, it has the potential to have some really awesome stuff and some really terrible stuff. So, yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely for me, it reminded me a lot of um, Miku Miku Dance. Like you see all of right, the custom Miku concert kind of things. It reminded me exactly of that, but way smoother. So I look forward to, to seeing YouTube videos of, of what people do with uh, Showmaker. Uh, but for me personally, I'm not going to spend money on it because I'm not great artistically. So, meh. Uh, <laughs> um. From there, we went to the uh, Crunchyroll preview, which was just, it was a this huge room, which again, they could have put other panels in, uh, but it was a video room instead. And they, uh, they previewed uh, Restaurant to Another World, episode one, which you'll hear about in our uh, First Impressions podcast. <coughs> Spoilers, very good. Uh, and then for whatever reason, uh, they were showing episode two of A Centaur's Life, which I, I looked at Steven and I said, no, I'm not watching it from the second episode, and we left. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think as, yeah, we were, they, as we were watching them copy it over off the hard drive to show it, it was titled episode two, and we thought that can't be the case. There's no way yeah. they show episode two. Yeah, but, I mean that would make a lot of sense if what they actually streamed was the second episode, because I was completely lost for the first half of that that's, first episode. That's pretty much a centaur's life. You get dropped right in the middle. No rhyme, no reason. You just got to figure stuff out. Hmm. Um, enjoy. What do you call it? Uh, but from there, uh, we went to another 18 plus panel. This one was the Faku industry panel, which uh, for those of you who've never been to a, 
a hentai industry panel, that Faku is by far the most fun one to go to. Um, the crowd is always really hyped, really funny. Um, and the, the founder of the company, uh, Jacob something or other, um, is just a really laid back chill guy who just loves hentai. And I can't fault him because so do I. Um, yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff, I, I, we're, we're definitely not a hentai cast. Uh, maybe one day I will try to make hentai episodes, but not today. Um, they announced five new titles. Uh, I'll announce for like, cause not a whole lot of us out there know like whole, whole books. Like you might know chapters or you might even know artists, hentai artists like Mimi 50, which who they brought over this time or, um, Oshi, who they brought over a couple of years back. Uh, but, uh, they announced Futabu or Futa Club. Um, that's a really long running big one from Boshi that, was big for me. Uh, the other four, I didn't know too well. Uh, they announced three new magazine publications, which if you don't know, if you have a subscription to Faku, they simul publish hentai magazines, um, which is impressive that hentai has come as far as, as manga has. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really fun panel. And the, the Q and A's for those are some of the most fun because people ask some of the most ridiculous questions. Um, Usually it's like, when are you going to get this genre that I'm specifically interested in? But like, uh, I guess like for the April Fool's joke this year, uh, Faku made a, a separate website called Faku Dating, which people were actually using. Um, and somebody asked when they were going to bring it back, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, yeah. And, and yeah exactly yeah, if you're both interested in porn so much the better um but uh the the best thing is is the the fact that like these guys were always like hey if it comes up in the future like they didn't mince words they weren't like like you know other panels will be like oh we'll like other industries will be like oh we'll see maybe in the future they'll be like eh, if we have time you know it was it wasn't they didn't bullshit us with what was coming out or what they were willing to do. Like somebody asked about releasing visual novels, but I think Jast pretty much has that corner on lock. Um, but yeah, uh, fun panel. Uh, sorry. I missed uh, the, the Faku party this year. Uh, maybe next year. Uh, what'd you think, Steven? Yeah. I, I like, cause that was one of my highlights from the previous year. Like I just found the, the Faku panel tends to be really fun. Like the, mm -hmm. the conversations you hear going on between people in, in the audience are some of the highlights um, of the things that <laughs> you ever hear in life. <laughs> um, I, I I just love the 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 CEO is clearly someone who loves what he's doing, um, mm -hmm. and that comes across so clearly. Um, and some of the conversations about like how like how they work on a daily basis, how they decide what they're going to um, translate. Um, it's great to just to hear that stuff and just hear someone who's re just got a real love of the industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, they started out as a scanlation website um, and, you know, a lot of people won't agree with their business practice of going legit and then essentially, you know, turning around and saying, all right, we need to get rid of all these scanlation sites. But I mean, it's helping out the industry. It's helping out an industry that, you know, people always overlook because it's like, oh, it's just porn. So, you know, free's fine. But I mean, you know, there are artists making this stuff. Um, so got to support them too, guys. Got to support the guys who, uh, who help you get your... Uh, 
fun time in. There you go. We'll we'll call it that fun time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll move away from the the hentai. And uh, yeah, again, uh, post-con beers. This one was a late panel. I think I got home at around like one in the morning, um, maybe two. I don't know. I don't remember. We it, it all <laughs> depended on how much we wanted to talk about at the end of the con. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no it wasn't this day. Was it this day? It might have been this day that I got my best purchase of the con, um, disapproving Nico, which is a tiny little figure yes. of Nico looking at me disapprovingly. <laughs> uh she's she's my constant reminder now that i have it written as much as i probably should and that hey instead of you know uh playing video games maybe you should watch anime from that ever-growing list but yeah that was uh day three questions um you guys are the worst. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like you, you cover it pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really have. What, what hentai did you buy from Jest? Oh, good question. I actually bought a box. Um, we we have a a little segment where we're going to go over the um, our purchases, but uh, but yeah, uh, I bought a a surprise box which had uh, surprise a lot of hentai in it. Um, a lot of old stuff I'd, I'd never seen before, like 90s, 80s stuff. Um, I bought flowers, which I don't think is really a, a hentai, like an, I don't think it's an arrow gay. I think it's just a straight up visual novel. So I don't it, think it, it is semi arrow gay. Oh, is it semi arrow gay? Yeah. Okay. It's got seven. Oh, it's, it's very subtle. I'll take it. Um, other than that, I didn't really, <laughs> I don't want to say it this way because it makes it sound so bad. I didn't need to go to the Faku booth. Because I pre-order everything <laughs> I want from them. <laughs> and it's already on its way to my house. So, yeah. Yeah, I I need to buy a bookshelf. And when I get that bookshelf, um, there's going to be a substantial portion of it that's that's Faku. Um, so, yeah. I did. Uh, what about what about you, Stephen? I don't remember if you bought anything. Um, literally, the only purchase I made from J-List was um, some Rem and Ram boxer shorts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I bought those too. <laughs> yeah those um, are cool it was selling out extremely fast from that booth yeah yep yep um so that's literally my only purchase but what a purchase <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> what a purchase <laughs> yep yep gonna put those on and parade myself around the neighborhood get myself put on all get myself put on all the lists <laughs> most of them bad <laughs> yeah um all right so Day four rolled around, and, and day four was the, uh, this was, you know, last day. Uh, con's definitely not going to going to keep me up till all hours of the night this time around. Um, we started off our day in the charity auction, which was a ton of fun. Um, they had, uh, you know, people, um, artists, uh, uh, voice actors, directors, et cetera, et cetera, uh, donate stuff for us to, to bid on and all the money, all the proceeds went to charity, which was really nice. The only thing I was really interested in, I mean, there were a couple of things, but I knew those were, I, I was never going to get those. Uh, the only thing I was really interested in was there were two shikis by Barbara Dunkelman, a uh, voice of Yang from Ruby. And I wanted them and I got, a, I got outbid. I, I got severely outbid. So how much do they go for? Uh, one was like the first one I should have bid on more. It was like a hundred something, a hundred seventy something, hundred eighty something. 
Uh, but at this point of the con, I'm like, I need to save money because I have another con coming up. Um, uh, but then um, the other one was uh, two something. Like I, I was like, fuck it, this one I want. But it went up to 250 and I'm like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so yeah, I failed. However, Stephen, you got something pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like to call the charity auction a mistake for my bank balance. Um, <laughs> every, every year I manage to buy something that is way outside my budget. Um, uh, but this year I managed to get something. Uh, I managed to get a, it's a signed live drawing by Alice in Dissonance, who are the artists for the Fault uh, visual novel series. Um, so it's a, it's a drawing they did at AX um, and signed all at the bottom. Uh, and so my original budget going in was $300. Um, and I 100% spent more than that. Um, <laughs> um, so I ended up spending, it was uh, $360 on that. Um, okay, that's not too much over. It's not yeah, too much over. Not too bad. Um, uh, but my biggest mistake was that I, I because I, I've traveled to the US, I brought some dollars with me um standard tourist stuff uh i thought oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pay this with the rest of my dollars and then went over the amount of dollars i had left so I had to pay on card so still had dollars left to spend um, <laughs> so it not only ruined my budget it ruined my plan for the day in terms of purchasing well saving for next year yeah well mm, no we'll, go, we'll get yeah, to we'll, that we'll go into that shortly <laughs> but other than that uh but- the the charity auction was fun. They had uh, people making jokes. I one guy, the, the the auctioneer, wasn't really great at his job. But to be fair, I I don't think auctioneer is his usual occupation. Um, but he offering stuff like uh, oh what what he like they signed up uh all the auctioneers yeah. signed a program. All the auctioneers signed up bottles of balls energy drink. Uh, just stupid <laughs> stuff, and it went for like nothing. But you know, it was just fun. Uh, the the highlight though was a Neptunia or a signed Neptunia uh, drawing by the artist. I think um, that went for twenty five hundred dollars, and it just like it was like I I know other auctions like especially for like comic book stuff, and maybe in Japan this would have gone for more. But um, it was crazy how quickly they ramped up. I mean, at one point they were doing increments of like two hundred dollars. Um, yeah, I so. think I think the way I described it, it looked it was it was a nice picture, but it looked like it was drawn in crayon. Yeah, yeah, um, and so, those those dudes. It was two Asian gentlemen, and they were really adamant that they were getting that picture. Yeah, but twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> to charity for Neptunia. Not my cup of tea, but uh, good on him. Uh, yeah. Whoever you are out there, if you're listening, uh, you know, good job. <laughs> I'm not sarcastically, good job. I mean, if you really wanted it, good on you. Uh, from there, we went to the exhibit hall. Now, the exhibit hall on this day was the craziest because, you know, this is last day of the con. All the prices are slashed. People are starting to say, hey, buy this many of this thing. You get this much off your next one, or sometimes you get this for free. Uh, so we were running from place to place looking for deals and stuff like that um pretty much this whole day for me or this whole time for me at the exhibit hall was love live and fake purchases uh i, I don't remember all the stuff you got uh steven but i'm pretty much pretty sure 
pretty much the same, right? Just mostly love life. Mine was one hundred percent love lifestyle. Love life, yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> we'll get into we'll get into what we bought then. Uh, but yeah, it was a mad dash uh, to and fro, uh, looking for stuff. We stayed there until the place pretty much was just about to close down. Um, the fun, the the best part about that though was there was a um, there was a well there was a stand that was selling all kinds of love life stuff, which was awesome. But right next to it was this uh, this booth that was um, selling light sticks. And it was teaching people like the, during the whole con, it was like a, a video to teach people how to do like the Wotoge dance and like cheer for idols and stuff like that. But on this day, there was a crowd of idol fans around it and they were playing different songs and like they were going nuts for it, like and this crowd. And I'm pretty sure that crowd stayed until they, they could not, they would not let them stay anymore. Um, so <laughs> idol fandom is the best. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, then we went to the closing ceremony, which it was okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> as, as good as it could have been run by two guys who were very, who were trying very hard to do a comedy routine and getting moderate success. Um, yeah, it was a, like, I guess like the con director and who was the other guy, like a voice actor question mark. Uh, oh, oh, the, yeah, the one he was um, part of um, Neon District, which is like an EDM concert. Oh, uh, okay, okay. He was one of the performers there. I see. Um, so yeah, uh, at the closing ceremonies, there was a performance by Alice Underground. They did some uh, Cowboy Bebop stuff and I don't know, some other stuff. Co- uh, Code Geass. Oh yeah, Code Geass and, and Cowboy Bebop stuff. Um, it was all right. They tried to get the crowd hyped, but at that point, you know, it's it's the end. Nobody was really getting that hyped. Um, uh, then they announced the AMV winners. Uh, they did it by category, uh, and the two winners, the judges' choice, went to the, um, and the judges' choice and the fan choice were the two winners of SoccerCon. Um, the fan choice was the uh, the one that won overall, the one that was like the history of anime. Yep, and uh, that was a really good one. Yeah, and then the the editor's choice was the one that was like um, the Noragami one, set to Bruno Mars music, uh, which I thought was fantastic as well. So, I mean, overall, those seem to be the AMVs of the year. Um, and yeah, uh, we got the category winners as well, but I can't off the top of my head recall who won everything. Um, I know that uh, Unicorn Wizard won best comedy. Uh, which I thought was funny in Soccer Con. Um, then they had a, a really nice, in the beginning, kind of screwed up on the order of this, but they did like an immemorial thing. Like they they pay homage to all the, the people who passed away or, or you know, died of unnatural causes in, uh, in the anime industry, which I thought was really cool. Um, I think they would have been better served with like a picture and like maybe a picture of, of their works. Because, you know, maybe not everybody knows who these people are, but it'd be nice to have that to remember them by. Um, but that, still, a uh, really nice thought. And then basically, goodbye, see you next year. And uh, our uh, post, post-con beers, and we sat down, uh, <laughs> me and uh, <laughs> me and Steven sat down at the yard house for what was probably like the fifth or sixth time. Yep. And hashed out this whole outline over beers we we pretty much stayed at that bar until it closed um and i was pretty drunk after that <laughs> yeah that was a lot of beer <laughs> yeah yeah we had quite a bit of beer a lot of fun though um 
uh, overall impressions of the con. Um, I'd say my experience overall was positive. Yes, there were, uh, you know, a lot of lapses in time. I think as much as I hate to say this, if they're not willing to go to a bigger venue or, or find more space for people, they might have to start considering capping badges altogether, like, you know, setting a hard cap. Uh, I know the people at AX love their numbers. The city of LA loves their numbers uh, to be super high. So, you know, uh, they can show off and, and maybe get some more people to come in next year. But I mean, at some point it's going to, it's going to reach a point where, you know, there are too many people. And I think it's very close to that point. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Starting with uh, B-Tech. Uh, yeah. I mean, overall, I, as much as I've been talking bad about certain parts of it, uh, the concerts and the Violet Evergarden premiere were enough for the price of admission plus the price of the concert tickets. Uh, like the events surrounding it are usually what I care about the most. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it though. It was good. Nice. Steven? Yeah, I, th- I think for me, um, like AX is always kind of my yearly trip uh, across to the US. Um, and it's my kind of it's because like anime in the UK is very very limited in terms of what you can actually do, what you can get shipped, all of that stuff. It's it's my yearly anime trip where I can just talk about anime with um, everyone who just loves anime. So um, for me, I, I I love AX, and yes, I I think I saw less of the teething problems with the sizes because I tend to go for the premier badge if I'm traveling overseas to go to it. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this year. I think it was it was definitely a much more social experience coming like and meeting up with you guys. Um, like I don't know anyone in the US, so it, it helps <laughs> to yeah helps to be able to talk about like anime over beer and things like that and just relax and like the the concerts was the extra like cherry on the top. Um, yeah, for sure. Like that after the first two days, I could have been happy just going it home at that point. Um, it was that mind-blowing for sure no i i'm i'm of the same opinion um uh i think with soccer con what soccer con and this year's ax showed me is it is a lot more fun to go with other people like you don't you definitely don't have to spend all your time with those people but it's like it's really awesome to at the end of the day come back to a table at a bar at a restaurant or wherever, or like in SakuraCon, just in the hotel room, relax and talk about all the stuff we saw today and what we're excited about. Um, so yeah, this year for sure is the best AX I've ever been to. And I'd like to thank you guys for that, for uh, for showing up for that. Um, but what are you guys the most, or what are you guys looking forward to the most out of all the AX announcements that you've seen? Or out of the premieres that you've seen? Uh, you guys really sold me on that Civilization VN. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know that that uh, I didn't even see that announcement, but you talking about it made me pretty excited. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, Logan, definitely. After hearing what we were talking about, what do you what do you think? What's what are you most excited about? I mean, you say Keto Animation, you have my attention one hundred percent full right away. Um, so, Violet Evergarden. Um, I've been excited about that ever since they first teased it. So to hear that the first episode is, you know, uh, pretty great is very, very exciting. Um, very cool. Um, 
Spango. Yeah, Steven. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think for, for me, it was um, seeing the Fate uh, Apocrypha first episode that blew me away. Um, oh, yeah. Is that I'm, I'm 100% on board on having to cover the whole Fate series leading up to that now. Um, so, that, honestly, I'm... I'm I'm probably not going to see it before it comes out on Netflix, and it's kind of that's the thing I'm most looking forward to now. I've got that date in my diary, so I've got to finish nice. everything up to that point by then. I am actually on board with I mean shocker with uh, B tag here, Asinki, but only because like the jazz, all the jazz announcements made me excited because it reminded me of how much I loved visual novels like i used to play them like more okay let's be honest more eroge than visual novels but i used to play them all the time um and i'm i'm excited to get back into them I actually recently just uh picked up and played through oh, i only played through it once but stay stay uh the the dprk one um the one about north korea like and i i loved it and i'm like i thought this was hilarious i'm like yeah i'd love to get back into visual novels so i think this con made me most excited about getting back into that realm and maybe even doing some reviews for them, although um, and I, I think I'd have to switch up my my formatting for reviewing. Um, but, I mean, at the very least, I can get stills, and it's easy. It's easier than getting them from Blu-rays, stupid Blu-rays. They have no idea how hard it is to, or how hard it's going to be to get blue, or like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, screenshots of the girl who left through time. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, uh, okay, so on that note, what were you the least impressed with? And this time I'm actually going to start with Logan. Like what, after hearing all this, what were you the least impressed with? Or do you think was the most crappy about our experience or about the announcements? Uh, B tags experience. Definitely, you know, um, with the lines and everything, just talking to him, like he, I think came home the night after like the, the last day that he went, I think <laughs> and we played some battlegrounds or something. He was just exhausted and irritated and stuff. And it's just like, it sounded like a, a horrible experience, even though he did have a lot of fun um, down there. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, better, better con management would be. I do uh, remember uh, uh, B tag your, uh, your comment. It's like, are you up for some battlegrounds? I could sure use some right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so sorry, man. That sucks so bad. Um, what do you call? It? Okay, so yeah, well, going off that B tag, what were you the least impressed with, uh, announcement or experience wise? Uh, well, I'll just piggyback off Logan. Uh, but just like, you know, I live in that weird space where I'm close enough to there where I don't feel like I have to like, you know, stay in a hotel or whatever. But it's still like long enough to where it's really annoying getting there and getting back. So it's already kind of irritable and just everything on top of that. Like I don't get mad ever, but I was getting really, really frustrated with the long travel back and forth and the lines I had to wait through and the horrible management. Like, Oh God, I, I was losing it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, next year I, I am planning on going next year because I wasn't really sure, but like every year I think, eh, maybe I won't go to X this year, but every year they bring new stuff and it's always like the biggest and best. And so I, I'm really planning on going next year. Next year, I think I'm going to be getting a hotel room myself. So maybe we could all, we can all go in and do the, like we did at Sakura Con. Uh, all right, Steven, uh, thing you were, things you were least impressed with. Um, I think for me, um, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I want to say the occultic nine dub decision, because um, <laughs> that that one caught me off guard of why are you doing this? Um, but 
I would say overall, the one that like hit me the most was like the Bushy Road booth. Like, where was your merch? Yeah, um, I, like there was nothing there apart from a few pin badges and flags. Um, and last year they had a huge selection. Um, so I think I think it was it was that they were hyping up all their their merch selection before the the con, and then suddenly day one, oh, this is delayed, and they never said outright it was going to be here. So it was kind of like saving your money for each day, making sure it's there, and then going last day, we're not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. Which, yeah, highly disappointed. But yeah, not I think even I'm, a shirt. Yeah, like not, well, no, I'm sorry. There was one shirt, but it was in one size. Period across the board. It wasn't was a like, great shirt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great shirt either. And I'm like, all right, thanks, Bushy Road. Thanks yeah. for owning all the merchandise for merchandising rights for Love Live. Do you guys um, know if they uh, had a bunch of merch at that separate event that they had? Uh, from what I saw, it was just card game stuff. Okay. Yeah. Now, Sora Takoi was was in LA, uh, voice of Nico from Love Live. And oh, I'm forgetting her name. What was Umi's voice actress's name? Uh, um, Umi was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you wanted their signature, you had to buy $30 worth of Bushy Road merch. But over there, they were just selling Card Fight Vanguard and buddy fight something something um merchandise card game stuff uh and i mean no offense to people who are into that but i it's not my cup of tea so i would and they wanted you to get that merch signed and i'm not getting nico's signature on some card game nonsense because i want her on her signature on nico um but yeah uh i I was pretty disappointed with the busher road um stuff as well um I was equally disappointed. I think my biggest disappointments were the Netflix announcements. Be oh, the Beginning God. looks amazing yeah. and Fate Apocrypha. Um, I will wait for Be the Beginning. I will not wait for Fate. Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, and I'm even more disappointed. I mean, I guess I'm not disappointed, but uh, I guess it's to be expected, but it's just, it's still somewhat disappointing that Netflix refused to, to respond to my tweet at all about why they can't learn to simulcast in the west when they do it in the east um so yeah unfortunate um that netflix gets anime here mm-hmm. uh, one last thing about how anime expos run like they do not respond to any email or tweet about oh. people's questions no did you see okay uh, yeah real quick side note did you guys see the i think i showed it to you steven but i'm not sure if i showed it to you but the the artist who in the exhibitor hall someone was selling their art oh yeah and, yeah i just hear about and that. they they tweeted um anime expo and it took like it took the the twitter community like blowing up ax's twitter page for them to respond and they responded in the most passive aggressive way like oh this this has become an overblown situation we'll handle it and everybody on twitter is like well it didn't have to be because what they wanted was they wanted the the line drawings uh from her art but of course she was going to have the line drawings at home she's she, you don't bring those to an ex- uh a, you know um a convention cuz you don't expect people to be stealing your art so blatantly um so yeah it, it was that was kind of infuriating from a, a community standpoint that uh that they didn't respond to negative press as quickly as they should have um i mean i'm not saying respond to every you know 
random tweet out there that says, hey, fuck you, AX, because I had to stand in line. Well, tough shit. You had to stand in line. Sorry. Um, but at least respond to, you know, some of the other ones. Like, can I please get a refund for having to stand in line for all of the one day I was coming to AX? Um, yeah. Major complaints there. But still, hopefully they get better next year. Um, Steven, how much beer did we consume? <laughs> I don't know why oh. I put that there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, um, many? Lots. Yeah, many, many beers. Uh, so come on down uh, next year and uh, have some beers with us. All right. Uh, for those of you out there uh, curious, I- I'm sure you saw um, my pictures on Instagram or or on our various social medias. Uh, but if you're curious about our loot breakdown, uh, real quick... Yeah, most of my stuff was um, Love Live or Fate, uh, with a few possible ex- exceptions. I bought a ton of Love Live Dogens. Uh, relax, guys. Not the R18 stuff. This is the the nice stuff. Um, I bought, as I said, a Love uh, Sunshine Wall Scroll, two Aquas Pen Lights, uh, two Mini Nico figures, which I think puts me at ten Nico figures. Uh, numerous buttons which were random for whatever dumbass reason so I had to like trade people for to get a Yoshiko I have a ton of Ricos sitting in that bag right now if I, I, I might, we might be having giveaways with how many Ricos I have if you're a Rico fan let me know if you're interested in a giveaway uh, or or a Chica fan because I have equal amounts of those um, and hey there are Chica fans there are Chica fans I we love oh, yes, there are. There's, a, there's a picture yeah. on Instagram uh, what do you oh, call the, it? Yeah, the I'm, guy with all the Chica pictures on him? Yeah. <laughs> pins on him and stuff? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that guy loves him some Chica. And hey, good for him. He loves Mekon Girl. Anyway, um, and then I bought two Fate figures. I bought a Saber Altar, which is sitting on my on my bookshelf right now, which is unfortunate because I've been informed recently that we're probably moving from this house. Um, and I bought a, a Joan of Arc Nendroid because she's best girl in Fate for me. Uh, along with uh, the Rem and Ram boxer shorts that uh, Spango alluded to, uh, and uh, the Flowers visual novel, and inside the the um, uh, J list box was a ton of Dogens, um, a one full anti manga volume, um, uh, <laughs> two. Oh, I'm sorry, three. Let's call them adult toys, and. Um, one eroge so yeah good times it's always a surprise uh other than that i think yeah i think that's pretty much it that's all i got i i was actually much more subdued this year than last year uh spango would you care to break down what is that break down what sorry someone posted something in our discord and that's (laughs) crazy craziest looking oh that's got to be Never mind. Uh, would you care to break down your loot? Sorry. <laughs> off topic. Off topic. Um, so mine was primarily just all Hanamaru stuff from Love Live. <laughs> oh, and uh, Nessios. That's right. I bought Nessios as well. <laughs> I brought ne- you, Ruby and, and Yoshiko. Yeah, and, and you I got bought it. a Hanamaru one. Yes, you did. We, we And we, we looked all over for that one. Yep. Um, but aside from that, I bought two Hanamaru figures, um, a small version of the Nesso to sit on the other one's head. Um, 
way too many pin badges. I think I have about 14 of them. Um, I got uh, a Hanamaru blanket. Um, no idea why, but <laughs> um, as with everything, if it had Hanamaru's face on it, I bought it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I pretty much bought the entire CD collection of Aquas. Yeah, yeah, you bought it at the con. Which, to be to be fair to you, for you to have them shipped to the UK yes. would be ridiculously expensive. So getting them here at AX, uh, way cheaper. So UK fans, you're looking to come to AX, you can get all your merch probably way cheaper um, than you yeah. would having it shipped to the UK. So, and as I was saying with the charity auction, I had a load of dollars left over at the end. So I ended up going to the Bushy Road booth and spending all of it there on badges um, and key rings uh, to, essentially, to essentially get extra stickers that were potentially signed by the voice artists. You actually did get one signed, though. I did. I got a Ruby signed sticker. Yep. Um, you, got, you lucky and- bastard. <laughs> and that is now my, in pride of place in my cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good old I.I. Uh, um, yeah, no, he, he was telling me, uh, it made me laugh, and we were in the exhibitor hall, uh, and we bought our final purchases at Bushy Road, and you know, for every, I think it's $20, you get a sticker, and with the chance of the sticker being, um, being signed by one of the girls. And um, he told me, if I had gotten a Hanamaru one, I probably would have passed out. <laughs> i'm like well i'm glad you did man because honestly i didn't want to call the ambulance <laughs> i'm not sure how international health insurance works i'll tell you not um, great <laughs> probably not no um so yeah uh that's all the loot we got uh again like last year i i pretty much blew my entire pink account on ax this year much much better um so yeah um Next year, AX 2018 will be taking place from the 5th to the 8th of July. Uh, there'll probably be, be a day negative one, maybe even a day negative two, because they love to extend this thing. Um, and we really hope to see you out there because um, it's a lot of fun going with other people, especially if you listen to this podcast. And I mean, granted, you don't have to agree with everything we say. I mean, I'm always right, but the other two, I mean, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like if you if you're of a similar mind as us and i mean you like talking anime and then we'd love to see you there we'd love to meet up um maybe next year hopefully if we've gotten more popular we can have a fan meet i mean i'm not looking at a panel just yet we're i don't think we're there but if if enough people are interested yeah maybe we put out the word maybe we we do a little fan meet and uh if you really want me to sign something for you i will but that's horridly weird i mean my <laughs> signature is awful and i'm not terribly famous um but yeah so um maybe we can get uh logan and or jeff out this way i will do what i can and uh it's i would i would it for any of you out there listening and i'm sure steven and btag can echo this by the premiere batch like, make the attempt to get the premiere badge. It's expensive, yes. However, you're going to save a lot in frustration and just, like, heat stroke. So, like, this year was nice for weather in, in L.A. Last year was not, and next year might not be either. So, 
plan a, plan ahead, plan accordingly, and um, we definitely hope to see you there uh, next year. Uh, BTAG, any parting words for our listeners? Uh, well, I, I need to say what I got for my loot. Oh, crap. Oh, oh my yeah. bad. I have gotten worse. I got two light sticks, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> it's, it's like my, it's my con philosophy where I go in, well, it's an unintended philosophy. I go in with a lot of cash expecting to buy a bunch of things, and then I get there and I realize, like, you know, I could probably buy this online for cheaper. And I just say that, like, ev- every time I see something. And so I never end up buying anything. And then when I get home, I go on the internet and start buying things. Mm. Okay. Well, you're, you're definitely not the, the prototypical uh, uh, otaku fangoer then because like, yeah, you should have seen Steven and I, like we'd see something and be like, oh, I need this and just like grab it. And uh, like the Nico, the, the disapproving Nico, it wasn't even a second thought. I'm like, I want that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, uh, anyway, now any final words? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good time. The normal pass is fine if you're interested in like the off-site things primarily. Like I'm not a huge panel person necessarily because I get really, I feel really awkward during Q&As and uh, like I'm interested in the concerts and that's all I really care about. So, you know, saving a few hundred dollars just, you know, for some extra frustrations fine for me but yeah if you want to go to the multiple panels a day you know because otherwise you're going to see one or two only uh yeah get the premium badge if that's like if the thing you want to see for sure yeah if you're going to get the 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 regular badge and you want to see panels i would recommend picking out at least two to three at most three at most panels that you absolutely want to see and plan your day accordingly because Mm -hmm, and even then it could get a little rocky. Uh, anyway, uh, Stephen, your final words. Um, I I couldn't uh, recommend AX higher. Um, obviously for me, it's it's my one outlet of anime like uh, anime conventions per year. Um, but I travel halfway around the world to go to it, um, and every single time, like the last, I've been t- two years in a row now, and. It's it's always there in my mind of uh, I shouldn't go back next year and then it gets to the point where the tickets go on sale and I buy them so <laughs> um, yeah I, I it's so much fun um, and AX especially because they're doing so many uh, announcements there um, that you don't get at other conventions um, they re- are really announcement heavy so I, yeah I couldn't recommend it higher. Nice. Yes. So please, please join us, uh, and maybe we will have the full complement of uh, um, Anime Arcade Cast. Uh, But if you are looking uh, to get into our community, uh, or if this is your first time listening, hi, welcome. Um, We are the Anime Arcade Podcast uh, on AnimeArcade.net. Uh, you can find us on our social medias at uh, facebook.com slash anime arcade on Twitter uh, at underscore or at anime underscore arcade. I oh, already messed up uh, on Twitter at the underscore anime underscore arcade, where you can find a lot of my AX pictures. Um, 
And on any of those, or I'm sorry, or you can email us at mail.animearcade at gmail.com. And on any of those, just drop us a line. Let us know if you're interested in the Discord. And sometime within the next year, we will probably be talking about uh, when Premiere badges go on sale uh, on the Discord. Uh, we'll probably be talking about, um, like, and, and getting closer to it, you know, getting into 2018, we'll start talking about the hotel block. And then eventually we'll go to AX. And if you're interested in being part of that, then please join our community. Um, and yeah, please join us, uh, for AX 2018, but, uh, that'll do it for the AX 2017, ca uh, cast. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are we going to see you there next year, Logan? I'm going to do my best. <laughs> and, uh, start, start a new job. Not sure what, uh, you know, the next year is going to look like for me, but I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. So everybody peer because... pressure the crap out of Logan into, <laughs> into do, into, jo into joining us for <laughs> AX. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it. Uh, see you guys next time. Indeed. Peace. See ya. See ya. See ya.